Hi, welcome in. It's a Friday here on the middle. No Barrett, as he's still in California. We haven't heard from Barrett, so I don't no. know good or bad at this point, right? No, I don't know either. I know uh, the link was sent to him today just in case. You know, maybe he had a, you know, a half hour in between whatever he's doing out there that he could jump on. I don't know. But I haven't heard from him. I don't know what's going on right now. We haven't heard back from people we try to get on the show. We haven't yeah. heard back from Barrett Brooks. The only thing that we know right now is that Michael Calabrese is going to join us, right, at 1140. Right. To talk about the expansion in college football. But, you know, a lot of people right now are all hyped up off of the Sixers' chances because they saw the Brooklyn Nets lose last night. Yeah. And again, I, you know, this is why I bring some of this stuff up, not because I, I care so much about the vehicle, but there are people who actually think this. They actually think, Harry, that because Bruce Brown decided Ooh. to take the game over, yes, two times over, mind you, and fail miserably, that now all of a sudden the Brooklyn Nets are beatable. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, that was a that was a pretty ugly game last night, a very Ooh. competitive game, but very ugly. Uh, you know, and I guess that's the way Milwaukee, you know, has figured that they they need to muck it up, if you will, if they're going to have any chance of beating this team. And it worked out for them. And, and you know, basically they stave off an, an elimination game over the weekend by by getting a, a win at home last night that they sorely needed. And, yeah, they, you know, the final possession for the final real possession for Brooklyn, you know, obviously they're trying to get the ball in Durant's hand and P.J. Tucker you know, played some pretty aggressive defense. He was going, he was in, he was in Durant's <laughs> face literally all night long. Right. And, uh, you know, they got the, they almost turned the ball over trying to inbound it and it ends up in Kyrie's hands and he passes it off to, to Brown who tries to get to the rim and had a halfway decent look and it didn't go down. So. Yeah. He, he, two times in the end of the game, Brown decided to take it over. Yeah. And it just was mind boggling. I mean, Kevin Durant was just doing some crazy things and, this team's still without James Harden, but yeah, it was. It felt like a college game. Yeah, you kind of had to suffer through bad possessions, mm -hmm. and then at the end, you look up and think, "Wow, this is this is actually a pretty good game." Yeah, it was. It was good. I was I was entertained, even though it wasn't the greatest, no, and the prettiest of basketball. But I tell you, you know, Milwaukee or uh, Brooklyn took ten, I believe, ten fewer three pointers than they did in Game Two. And that really, to me, was the difference. Yeah, I agree. I you know? definitely agree. Look, I mean, the game tonight is going to determine everything, right? Yeah. The game tonight right now is going to determine, like, the Sixers, they can't lose this. I, and we talked about this before. They just, they cannot lose this basketball game tonight. You lose this game. I, I don't know. You, you can start talking about them losing the series. You go back to the yeah. math about who wins game three and how pivotal game three is. In all of these series, Harry, I, you know, we are at that. This is not week two of the NFL season. This no. is a must win for the Eagles. This is a must win for the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Well, I'd say, yes, I get what you're saying, but they have to come home at least two, two, and then game five at home is your must win. Yes. That's imperative. But if they lose tonight, there's an awful lot of pressure on this basketball team for game four. Yeah, I, an I, awful lot. And I don't know that they're they're really ready for that. Right. I you know don't what I mean. Think, you mean the Sixers ready to bounce back from no, the Well, I mean, like, we haven't seen them as constructed with that kind of pressure on them yet. 
Like if they lose tonight, game four is a major pressurized deal for them. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, on, on the flip side, though, think about this. What happens if they do win game three tonight? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not confident in the Sixers to win both. No. I think they either lose tonight and they come back and they pound Atlanta into the ground or mm -hmm. they win tonight. And we see that complacency that's set in, unfortunately, on the road a lot this year. Yeah, and Trey Young finds a way to get loose and puts up 46, and, and Atlanta wins game four, and now you're faced with a must-win at home in game five. Right, right. Yeah. Happened, you know? yeah. And I, that's what I'm really interested to see tonight is, is what Atlanta does to try to get Trey Young free. Uh, you know, Or does, does Trey Young get Ben Simmons in foul trouble early? Yeah, I would think Which that's he can the do. goal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. I, I absolutely think you have to do that. Um, by all means. Now, look, we've got, again, Michael Calories is going to join us coming up at the 1140 mark here. We'll try and track down if it's Newbeck or maybe somebody else on the Sixers game as well. There is a couple of things happening around in the NFL. I, I know you probably caught this at some point yesterday. Russell Wilson appears to be doing some damage control. Oh, yeah? Yes. I didn't see this. Yes. Oh, yeah. We got to listen to Russell. Oh. Now, look at Is it Mr. Unlimited? Is oh. it him? No, I was trying to try and sneak this cut in. We're going to have to wait until it's not him acting like here's what he could have done. He could have simply blamed his alter ego, right? No, no, no. That wasn't me who wanted out. That was Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most awkward pieces of audio we've ever played. Ever on the history of this. <laughs> we played a lot of awkward audio. We have. We have. Yes. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Man, Media. I'm telling you. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. No Barrett right now today, but that's okay. That's so, as Joe Cordell once said famously on the radio, that's okay. But that's okay. Not bad. That's not a bad Cordell, but that's okay. Is it just like a higher tone Jerry for you? Uh, no, not not really. Okay, it's, it's a little different. There's a little a little different lilt and twang to to Joe Cordell. But that's okay. I've heard it so many times. It's inundated. In I mean, think head. about it. Right, <laughs> it is in your head. That guy has been advertising on sports radio for my entire career in the industry. Has it really been that long? I think so. But that's okay. Harry, you've been doing radio for a long time. Are you, are you willing to commit to that statement? Like he is the Steven Singer of, uh, what's it called? Those, uh, what is he, a lawyer? Cordell Marriage Law. Yes, it's a, he's a divorce lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah, for so men. He's been on radio for as long as anybody. And he specifically targets men. He does. Yeah. He does. Because yeah. I, I get, you know, the idea is that men typically get screwed in their divorces. Have you been targeted? You're no, not going I, anywhere in your marriage. No, I actually got paid to go away. Marriage. I got paid to go away the first time. Well, yeah, but you didn't see. You didn't need Cordell. No, no, that's no. fine. This all happened because but it was okay. okay. For it, it, it was okay. Now I mentioned this whole thing about Russ. This is Russell. We're going to listen to the long stuff too. But look, he says that. I don't know. Whatever you heard wasn't true. You know, in terms of the trade talks, I think anytime you play professional sports. There's always a possibility of something happening, right? And I think that's just the reality. I think that there's a lot of teams out there that people were saying that I was going to or would go to. I requested a trade. I did not request a trade. 
Um, I've always wanted to play here. Um, you know, and, and the reality is, uh, you know, uh, I think calls were getting thrown around and this and that. And I think that's just a reality. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, the, the real reality is that I'm here and I'm here to win. I'm here to win it all. It you believe was him? Mr. Unlimited, Harry? Yeah, it wasn't Russell. It was Mr. Unlimited that requested no. the trade. Now we have at least the bottom line of all of this. Come on. He wanted out. This was all about him wanting more control or using, say, hey, you either give me more control or I'm out. You don't, you don't believe him? No. Do you? Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, come on. So what was all that? It was all media hype. Yes, I think it was slow time. It was a slow time in in the football media. Oh boy, I don't know, man. Yeah, the Seattle's version of Jeff McLean got in there <laughs> and you know was talking to an offensive line coach, and the offensive line coach gave him bad information. Said Russ wanted a trade. Oh. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> here's the thing: he's not going anywhere. No. But I'm starting to think that nobody is really going anywhere. You think you, you think Aaron's staying in Green Bay? Don't you? Um, probably, but I want him out so badly because I'd love chaos and tumult. It's good for us. And if we could get him out of the NFC, you know, that bodes well for you know the Eagles over the next two or three years. Okay. All right. I mean, I you know, take him and put him in Denver. For all I care. Uh, yeah, you just want him out of Green Bay for closure, I feel like, though, right? Well, also, it, it pretty much, you know, t cuts them off at the knees as far as a, a friend. I mean, right now, they're they're 1 or 1A one for the NFC to go to the Super Bowl with him. With Jordan right. Love, they're not. No, not, not at the moment. Hmm. I don't know, like... Forget the Packers for a second. The de like everybody's odds are going to shoot up, shoot up. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. Okay, here's the thing. It feels like, and this is why I I go back and forth with how I feel right now. It feels like we've reached the point of no return with Rodgers. Right? Oh, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Right? He's not coming to any of these camps. He's out in Hawaii having a great yeah. time. Not even thinking about the Packers or football. You know, he might want to be a game show host. But then I'm thinking, all right, well, we're past that June point. Somebody like there aren't many teams that can really give what Green Bay truly wants in return anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really necessarily believe that this is going to happen. I think we're back. Like I play the Russell Wilson stuff, Harry, because I, I think we're going to see something like this with Rogers at the end. Like, what do you mean? I, I oh, never yeah. got it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's going to believe him, though. No, to no be way. fair, you're right. No, I, no shot. I think you're right on that. To be fair, nobody's going to believe him. But... We know Deshaun Watson wants out. Yeah, I get that. But again, like Deshaun. So here's the thing. Deshaun Watson wants out, but nobody knows what the hell is going on with legal issues. Exactly. Right. So that makes it really difficult to trade him. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers wants out, but the Packers need something now in return, future draft picks or a, a legit player, what have you, and nobody really has that either. So I just think due to circumstance, well, we're just not going to see anybody traded. doesn't mean that guys don't want out. It means it's like, all right. The Eagles have draft picks. 
Ah, you want it? Presented by Rocket Mortgage. You want it? You want Philly Philly? Absolutely. Harry Mays has just said he wants Philly Philly. Come on, what are you... What are we doing here? Are we going to do the, the not say like the old tire thing? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, are we going to go down now and push the Eagles to make this trade? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I would love it to happen. Don't get me wrong. But you, you were just talking about few teams have what maybe the Packers would require to even think about moving Aaron Rodgers. And I just said, hey, the Eagles got a bunch of draft picks, a bunch of first round picks for next year. You know, so we're on. They at least have a a starting conversation. Yeah, if there were to be one. I mean, if Howie Roseman called and Gutekunst said, uh, "Yeah, what 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 do you want, Howie?" and he's like, "Well, we're trying to figure out a way to get uh, Aaron Rodgers," and he's like, "Well, uh, let's start with you got how many first round picks next year? Possibly three. Well, I want at least two of those plus." Okay, you say possibly three. Now, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but uh, I think it was it was a USA Today touchdown wire. Doug, I think Farrar is his last name, right? Farrar, Farrar. He's good follow, knows knows the game at all. Okay. He did an extensive breakdown. Let me get it on here now and put the link out for everybody as we have more and more people joining us on the Jacob Media YouTube page. So as you come in, we remind you, hit us up with a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And if you'd like, if you choose to, you can share across the planet here on any social media vehicle of choice. We always broadcast live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law Studios. And beyond that, of course, looking at, man, you know, I just had this damn thing. I'm sorry. Is it the, the touchdown wire? Yes, touchdown wire. So if you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town, sponsored here on the middle by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Yes, that's it. Did you see it? Uh, well, I've, I'm on the touchdown wire, but I don't know what you're talking about. No, just go to Doug Farrar's uh, Farrar. It's oh, Doug, on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, all right. And he put out an article. I can't imagine this is behind a paywall, but... He put this out, and I'm trying to find it here. I know I liked it, retweeted it, all that. So maybe At NFL underscore Doug Farrar on Twitter. Correct. All right, here we go. New on the NFL wire. This was 23 hours ago, okay? And I'm all just right. going to read you the slug here, all right? New on the NFL wire. When I use tape and metrics to determine the best NFL quarterbacks for every type of throw, it was the Aaron Rodgers show. The worst? Well, that was pretty much Wensylvania. With a heaping helping of Locke, Jones, and Darnold. Wow. Darnold. Well, I mean, is he looking at last year alone? Because, no. I mean, Carson Wentz threw numerous hideous throws last last year. Yes. His mechanics were terrible. Brutal. Brutal. Zero one-step drop. Carson Wentz was the worst, the worst quarterback in the NFL. And, yes, it's all one year. But, again— right. This illustrates, and we don't have Barrett here, but when he, if he pops up, then we're definitely going to hit him on this stuff because some of this is like just looking at the tape and Barrett and you and everybody else knows the eye in the sky doesn't lie, right? Right. 
So he was absolutely brutal. Wentz's fall from grace on the field in 2020 was one of the more, well, quote, remarkable isn't the word, but it's been a long time since we've seen a starting NFL quarterback fall off of a cliff from mm-hmm. one season to the next as Wentz did last season. Yeah. Now, reasons, he says, injury-plagued O-line, receiver core amongst, you know, not amongst the most prominent. Uh, right. Wentz didn't help his delayed reads, all of this. But you start to look, I mean, again, zero one-step drop. That's quick. That's, that's right. you have to make a throw, right? You're not waiting for things to develop. You're not waiting for a missed coverage or something. You just have to force that throw right. in there. That's you, Harry. Right. That's your arm right, right. there. And he was the worst the in worst. the NFL. Yeah. Are you shocked? Uh, no. no, based on what I watched last. Unfortunately, I had to watch <laughs> those games last year. He was subjected to it. Okay, he I had to chart up. those games, you know, take notes on those games. Oh, awful. No, I mean, you know, all that, all those reasons, all those excuses, if you will, are valid. But a lot of it was also on him. I mean, he made poor throws. He made poor reads. Uh, he didn't react to pressure, you know, well. Right. Um, you know, I think Frank Reich can help to fix some of that. You know, Indianapolis is a is a really good team. They got a lot of good weapons. I think he's going. All he has to do is play the games. Like they don't have to go a certain you know place in this playoffs for that first round pick to actuate. He's just got to play what 75%, 70, 75% of the snaps. Yeah. But again, I, I think that's where this whole thing about Carson Wentz just needs to show up and the Colts are going to make the playoffs and, and all that. I, I mean, he, he can derail if he's bad, mm-hmm. that can be a major problem. Oh, no doubt. But and I think he's Kobe going to play on, right? Yes. So there you I mean it it's tough. I I don't know. This is uh this is very difficult because I like you want to just assume that Carson Wentz has to be better than last year and and yes, I think he will be better than last year, but you know, normally I'd just say who cares? He's gone, he's out of here. Mm-hmm. But we have as you said, Harry, we have vested interest. Yeah. In what Carson Wentz does, not because he played here and was part of a Super Bowl here, but because that pick is directly tied into what he does. No, you're right. I don't know who the backup is in Indianapolis. Brissett's it with the Dolphins, I believe. But so I don't know who the backup is. You know where they would turn if 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 Carson just looked awful for the first six seven weeks, and Steve they were like, Morris, we we got who is it? Scott Tolzien. Tolzien. Oh wow. No, wait a second. Let me check the date. No on this really <laughs> no it, it was an old article about coach pagano announces that quarterback Stephen oh morris God. has moved into the backup position i just wanted to see if you'd catch the scott tolzien reference wow the michigan right uh either that was was it wisconsin oh maybe it was wisconsin i thought it was michigan but yeah it's one know, of those now, big 10 schools now it sounds more right that he went to wisconsin yeah, Rolling Meadows, Illinois, University of Wisconsin. There you have it. Oh, Sam Ellinger, the kid from Texas, Texas. is on the roster, and Jacob Eason. Oh, boy. You so. are – Harry, I'm telling you, if this guy does not perform at anywhere better than, like, two times what he did last year, Colts could be in trouble. Well, they I mean, they could, but I, I think the only way he doesn't play the 70 or 75% of the snaps is if he gets hurt. Not because he's not playing at the 2017 level. 
What if he's playing at last year's level? Like, at what point does Frank Reich say, look, I, I can't do this anymore? <laughs> or do you think he's locked in no matter what? I think he's locked in for the majority of the season. I mean, this isn't going to be something where they pull the plug on him, you know, before December. Yes. Now, I'll give I don't think. Before December. So this is all about snaps. It's not about how good they do for you. They still have to make the playoffs. You're just assuming that if he's out there for 75% of the snaps, they will make the playoffs, right? Yes. You know, Harry, I I felt like we'd agree with a lot of stuff today. I don't know if I could I don't know if I can get there yet. All right. This guy's he's a walking liability until he proves us otherwise. All right. Wentz <laughs> needs to play at least 75% of the offensive snaps for the 2022 conditional pick to convey to first round. Okay. They could also become a first rounder if Wentz plays at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs. So that's the way it's worded. 70% in playoffs, and they don't even have to win the first round. They just got to make it. Wait, 70% and playoffs. Right, or right. 75% and no playoffs. And no playoffs. Okay, so there's a little bit of that parlay there. In yeah. The part. I feel pretty good about it. 75% uh, is where I, I, okay, I feel good about it. But, you know, I, guess, I know there's a lot of Eagle fans that don't want him to make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, they don't want him to have any kind of success. That's the way we are yeah. in this town. What if I said this, though? Would it shine a little more light on it? And again, I go back to Doug's article here on Carson Wentz just being one, if not the worst quarterback on tape last year. Last year, operative, operative part of me, term. Mm -hmm. So this is about without pre-snap motion, okay? So no pre-snap motion. You can drop back one, two, five, seven, whatever it is. The only condition here is that there is no pre-snap motion. And Doug even mentions it like this was a weird one because Wentz was actually pretty good with pre-snap motion. It's just that the Eagles didn't allow him to benefit from it that often. With motion, Wentz was 102 for 165 on 197 dropbacks, just under 1,000 yards, 503 air yards. So that's a lot of the ball in the air, not one guy catching it and running for 90 yards. 7 to 4 TD to pick ratio and a passer rating of about 82.3, which is not great, but no. if you look at how bad he was overall, that's pretty decent for him. Mm -hmm. Now look, without motion, Wentz completed 149 on 272 on 313 dropbacks, 1643, now a lot more throws here, right? 1643, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a passer rating of 70.6. Mm-hmm. And Doug says it's entirely possible the coaching staff was just trying to give Wentz a less cluttered picture without having to think about motion. Perhaps a bit more of it would have helped. Hmm. So maybe to your point, and if fans are thinking, oh, well, Carson Wentz would, you know, make the make us look bad or make fan whatever it is. No, no, no. He would make Howie Roseman and the Eagles look bad. Not you as a fan. You don't have to worry right. about that. Yeah, don't take it so personally. No, no. <laughs> the fans had nothing to do with it. No, nothing at all. The and, fans and like, aren't why he wanted out. Exactly right. I, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway is that, you know? Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about 75% of the snaps. 
I don't know. Because it's not like they have a veteran backup. You know, they've got they've got young kids. You don't worry about okay, there are two things that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about his health. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about Carson Wentz getting through a 16 game season than Joel Embiid missing more than one game for the rest of the playoffs. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, here's another thing, too. Harry, hold, hold on a second, okay? I'm yeah. going to paint you a picture, all right? I want to paint you a picture of how no playoffs and no 75% comes to fruition. And I think I can do it based on what Doug Farrar just put out a day ago on the Touchdown Wire, which is touchdownwire.usatoday.com. That's what we're using here as reference. And look, it wasn't always him, okay? Pre-snap motion, Jared Goff was the worst in the NFL last year. RPO, run pass option. Guess who was the worst? The guy without not uh the guy without um Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. Danny up Jones. There. No running back. It's it's hard to do that. Right. You know, Daniel Jones was the worst quarterback in the NFL on design rollouts. So it's not just Wentz. It's just that Wentz pops up the most. So let's do this. We'll take a quick one here on the network. Still live. Michael Calabrese is going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes, talk about the college football expansion. So a lot of football here, and we'll do our best to sneak in. Not sneak, but we will talk extensively about the game tonight and what needs to happen, and then maybe keep an eye on my buddy Hudson Swafford. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I'm Uh, keeping an eye on my buddy Brandon Matthews right now in the Latino America Tour event. You're not even watching Hudson Swafford swing his way to a top 20, even though I told you that before the damn thing even started. All right, we're back on the network, still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. It is the middle. All right, so here's the thing. Hudson Swafford. And the guy was playing the course. You told me he was an ambassador. I I just thought he, I just read he was playing the course for the last two months. Not not Hudson Nahigian. No, no. (laughs) Not Hudson Hawk. Hudson, Huddy. Huddy. I mean, I I was talking to Hudson and I just, I couldn't understand it. All right. You ready for this? I'm gonna oh, I got a text from Barrett. What? We, let's, 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 let's put that on. Let's hold it until we get back on the network. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at this. Um, all right. Carson Thanks. Wentz last year was the worst. We told you about without pre-snap how about with play action mm, okay when we come back we'll we'll do the text and we'll do calibries how about that well calibries doesn't start until 11 40 oh, yeah, yeah. right so we'll yeah. do we'll do my path to no 75 and the text and the text yeah so doug says this does not come as a surprise if you've watched Wentz 2020 tape he was mechanically slow and out of sorts this again is with play action this is trying to get miles sanders and defenses to bite on mm-hmm. sanders or anybody else when he did have the benefit of play action harry Wentz completed just 74 of 124 passes yeah 747 yards but only 375 air yards four to four yeah need to pick ratio and a passer rating of 79 play action is often used to create shot plays downfield but guess what harry they didn't do it like the whole idea of you sounding like Adam running. Shine now. I'm telling you, this is pathetic. You had multiple shots. 
at dropping back, and you couldn't. You got to repeat. You got to say Carson Wentz like three or four times while you're talking about him. You got to say his name. Wentz, worst quarterback in the NFL in 2020. <laughs> So oh great. I listened to him the other day for a little bit. He it's sounds just like hear. him. Isn't it crazy? That's so great. It's all you could hear. Oh my goodness. And then Here's- he'll go to the phones to one of his buddies calling in from Seattle or something. Hey, oh, Adam, man, I love the show. I think you're totally yeah. right on Carson Wines. Yes. That's what I said. It's We're going to go to Seahawks, Steve. Yeah. Seahawks, Steve. Yeah. Was that names for all of them? Yeah. Let's go to my guy, Seahawks, Steve. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're oh. Weekday mornings. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, now he's in tie for the lead. This guy McGuire just caught him. Twelve under. <laughs> Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Harry. My guy, Carson Wentz, was awful last year. You know, when teams don't blitz, don't you think that should generally benefit your quarterback? Uh, yeah. At least, absolutely, like settle him down a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. guess who was now? To be fair, Jalen Hurts had his share in all of this as well. But Carson played way more of the season than Jalen. Worst. How can you? I know somebody has to be at the bottom of the list, right? Yeah. How can you be the worst quarterback in the NFL without the blitz? No, it's without that's, the blitz. It's hard to do. And his mechanics were just awful. From I mean, from his Terrible. legs, very stiff. You know, he he. Uh, you know, do you would everything try to do everything with his arms? It just looks terrible, brutal in all of his throws. Now you know now, maybe Wright can fix that. Yeah, well this this Doug couldn't fix hope it. He can fix it if yeah. you want to make it to the playoffs and seventy or just seventy five. Seventy five. I'll, I'll tell just, you the I'll path. take seventy five. Seventy five ain't happening, and I'll, I'll tell you why. But first, you got a breaking news text. Yes. Now, was I on this chain as well? Uh, yeah, you were. I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Uh, Barrett Brooks checked in and says that I'm going to get on the show around 12. I have a break then. So it's perfect. We'll, we'll bring Barrett on at the top of the hour. Okay. I mean, this also tells us that he's okay. It does tell us. Absolutely. It does tell us he's I okay. I thought we were going to get some texts about the game last night from him. Yeah, but I think just having him on and grilling him for a little bit on stuff is going to be fantastic. Like, we should just hit him with stuff that he, he like, he's coming on to say hi, he's checking in from vacation, and we just start pounding him with these Wentz numbers. Right, right. We got to keep him sharp in between his other concussion testing stuff. Right. That's true. We don't want to, yeah, we don't want to be the problem in between. Like, here he is, fresh off of acing a concussion test, He's feeling all smart and studious. Right. Dumbs it down with us. Yeah. Like forgetting the language you just learned. And then we start peppering him with football questions. Yes, exactly. Now he'll probably have a take on the expanded college football playoff too. I mean, what's it looking like? 12 teams. Yes. And everybody's upset because 
for so long, people wanted to expand this thing. Give me eight, give me mm -hmm. eight. And then they got 12, but it doesn't matter how much you expand it. There is always going to be a bubble. Yeah. There is always going to be somebody who's pissed off that they didn't get this. They didn't get that. It's just the nature of it, right? Yeah. But I mean, this is going to give the non-power five conferences, at least some representation, some, you know, form of, of getting money. That's what it's all about. Yes. Otherwise, if you don't expand it, you are going to, I think, run the risk of losing interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's the same three or four teams every year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could basically pencil in Clemson, Alabama, and you know Oklahoma or Georgia into the final four before the season even starts. Yeah. Right? I, I agree so. Um, I think that's the big issue, though, is trying to – like, here's the thing. It's smoke and mirrors, right? Where you're still going to have the same two to three favorites every single year, but now there is at least this assumption that, oh man, UCF, you never know. They, they have a chance. Alabama, right? right. Exactly Coastal right. Carolina can go yes. on a run and go from the 12th seed to number one. Yeah. All but that, stuff. that wouldn't change any. Like if we just looked at last year's rankings as they ended and you added what eight more teams mm -hmm. would you honestly think that and i know last year was a little crazy so bear with me here but do you honestly think and i'll pull it up just in case gives you, know, you more I, games I, to wager on Aton. oh i love that trust yeah. me i love that instead of just dopey bowl games that don't mean anything but like coastal carolina gets in at 12 indiana now, Indiana was 6-1. and one. Again, all of this stuff is different because of what happened last right. year. Right. It was a shortened season for Correct. some of these conferences. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll use the AP a little bit easier. So Indiana is, is not snuck in there. And, and again, Indiana's at 12. But like, okay, BYU 11-1. They had a really good year, right? Lost the coast of Carolina. That was it. Yeah. In BYU a game that they really didn't even have to play. Correct. That, that was the right. game they kind of made up on the fly during the season, wasn't it? Yes, I do. Uh, I think that if you got in, though, with BYU, yes, you're right. And if you got in with BYU at 11 to 1, mm -hmm. Cincinnati at 8, a 9 and 1, they're, they, they were a good eight. team. Yeah. Jo look, even up to, let's just push it. Notre Dame finished five. They were the odd man out. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia. Yes, they're good football teams. They're much better than the previous teams I mentioned in Northwestern, BYU, and Indiana. But is it really changing your dynamic like, oh, man, Ohio State or Alabama? Not could, Harry, no. but they're going to lose to Notre Dame. I, I, well, I no, you may. What you're saying is you may end up with the same two teams in the finals that you typically would get and yep. the same champions are still going to win. Yeah, that all may be true. But at least now, Notre Dame, you're Notre Dame. You got to love this because basically every year you're going to have a shot now to at least Correct. get in there and get some of the money. Correct. I think that's the difference is that this is a major money grab. People understand it's a major mm -hmm. money grab. And yes, it's a farce that Indiana or Coastal Carolina is yeah, the, in there. The group I, of five yeah. schools still probably aren't going to win a championship. Here's but what at I'll least say. they'll have a chance. The guy coming up next is not a fan of what's going on. Oh, he's not. No. And okay. and he knows the game from as you know, look, he knows the game like you and Barry, you know, he follows the game, but also from a betting standpoint, you can't afford to just gloss over smaller comp. Like Mike Calabrese will mine the Sun Belt and mm -hmm. give you three or four legit picks 
and futures and stuff. So this is a man who is fully inundated with the game. Right. And I, I just got a, I just got a little inkling that he may not be happy. All right. Now we're going to break. We've got about, I don't know, 30 or 40 seconds here before we break on the network. Is that accurate? Is that, is that an accurate depiction knowing that we only have about 30 seconds at most before we break? Is that an accurate depiction of how you feel, Michael? Well, first of all, I appreciate you giving me love to the sun, sun belt. I actually have them on full display on my, my mini nice. helmet shelf over there. Got to give love to the Troys and Coastal Carolinas of the world. You know, they're, they're doing the yeoman's work. They're yep. filling that non-conference schedule for the big boys. Um, yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, I, I'll get into the specifics of why it's ridiculous. But That's fine. That's all we needed was just all right. to say it yeah, was a little tease. Ridiculous. A little tease. Right. All right. We're back on the network in three. We're still live. We'll, we'll shoot it, if you will with Michael before we get into the thick of it all coming up here on the middle middle of course as we are broadcasting live and local from the Fritz and being Cooley law studio if you know someone who suffered a personal injury contact Brian Fritz directly a tough lawyer for a tough town and the middle is sponsored by pure bull beef jerky get yours now go to steer snacks.com at East breeze is how you follow Michael and Let's see, Michael Calabrese, Action Network, Saturday Down South. Those are the two strong ones. You can hear them on with me, Fox Sports Radio Gambler, a lot in Philly, but mainly just covering everything, including, of course, the godfather or really grandfather, if you will, of the video. Like, what would you call what you've done with college football? Because I, I haven't seen anybody else really do that. The video game, I mean. Uh, essentially because uh, EA Sports cannot get it together. This you know, name, image, likeness, rights have just, you know, been, it's been so disparate state by state. They've been approving it. And because of that, the video game has been in limbo since 2013. So it gave me plenty of time to go in and edit some of these rosters and you can customize in any way, shape or form you like. So over the years, I've customized what is every university's best team. And then what I've done is I put them into a tournament, simulated it, had everything down to coaching preferences, playbooks, you know, play at interesting venues like the Kibbe Dome in Moscow, Idaho, the, the former oh, yeah. home of former FBS, Idaho Vandals now kicked down to the FCS level. But playing those through, um, I did this last spring and it was incredibly interesting. Got fan bases all riled up across the country. The final four at the time was 05 Texas, 95 Nebraska, 01 Miami, and a surprise pick in 91 Washington. Um, with the, the Hurricanes taking home the championship. But it really gave an extra layer of depth to the argument of who's the best, who would win. And you did get to see some uh, generational divides in style. You know, the, the triple option being run yeah. by a power program like Nebraska with the best athletes available at the time mm -hmm. compared to, you know, the early incarnation of the spread with Vince Young, basically allowing him to, you know, be in on those read options and being a dual threat every single time he touched the ball. I wonder, could you do something where instead of taking the best, you would take the worst single season from team? Like, would Al Golden's first year at Temple be that? I think that's that's yeah. close. Although although Temple has a lot of interesting choices, you know, after the Bruce Arian years, they really they bottomed out there in the eighties. Oh, yeah. So I, I Dickerson. Harry, you know, Harry years. Temple oh. alum. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I bring him up. Yeah, poor Bobby Wallace. 
Boy, I, I mean, t- let's yeah, let's bring in Zach Mills from uh, those Penn State days. You know, right. the left, the lefty, just getting the cream cheese knocked out of him every single week before yeah. they made the decision to go to that. I think they called it the HD, the highly diversified offense back in the day with Michael Robinson. So yeah, <laughs> that's an that's an interesting play. I felt so bad for Al Golden, man. I had to go get liners from him for that show I did with Schwartzman. Hey, he changed he changed the landscape there, though, man. He was a good guy. Yeah, great guy. Bad for him. They won a game, Harry. This is the middle Here we on go. the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. No Barrett today. We are going to hear from him, though, coming up in about 20 minutes, we think, sometime in that second hour. But as promised right now, you got a little sneak preview before the break on the network. Michael Calabrese, again, at East Breeze is how you follow Michael. He's all over the Action Network, college football, college basketball, first and foremost, and then also Saturday down south. Everything from the SEC and beyond is where you want to follow Michael's work beyond him on Twitter. So you said it. It's ridiculous. Now you can take your time. You don't have to worry about Harry or me jumping in. Michael, go ahead. Let the college football committee have it. So I'm going to give a quick visual. You know, Kevin Bacon in Animal House where he's just screaming, everything is fine. Remain calm. Right, that was right at me. the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was me trying to hold the final line to say that we don't need to expand. But I'm you know, a big enough man to admit that everybody else wants this expansion. So when the committee got together, this you know exploratory committee, I figured based on kind of the preferences of the conference commissioners and also the athletic did a great job. They did a survey of college football fans. And about 78% preferred a 16 playoff. And this is so classic NCAA. They're like, we've listened to you. We've carefully considered your feelings and thoughts and the needs of all of our our member institutions. And we're not going to go with six. We're going to double that. We're going to go with 12. Kind of just totally out of left field, a three-time expansion of the current field. And on top of it, they're not even really giving a great benefit to finishing in the top four. And that's always been my biggest fear which is Alabama plays Florida in the SEC championship, and they know that they're a top four team, they should just roll out their third string and not play anybody. Because yes, you get a bye, but you don't get to play at home. So there's no difference between being number one and number four. To be honest, if you told me that by being number one, they got the highest team that made it out of that five through 12 rounds, and they got to play in Tuscaloosa, now you've piqued my interest. But instead, we're playing in this, these anesthetized, you know, pro stadiums where it's like, oh, the historic Cotton Bowl at Jerry World. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they're draining all the juice out of these venues and not making it really special outside of the Rose Bowl and maybe the Orange Bowl and, and the Sugar Bowl. But the, these other stadiums, it's, you know, it might as well be, you know, the microcomputers bowl that's been renamed 40 times. Like it just doesn't matter. Now, on top of this, I look at it through the lens of we've had seven college football playoffs. And in that time, they're trying to jam, you know, the best four teams into those four slots. And some years, there's five and six teams that are legitimately worthy. And there's other years where there's actually fewer. Like that year that Joe Burrow just jammed Oklahoma into the wood chipper, and, you know, they were up by 45 points at halftime. That was a year where there weren't four championship caliber teams. There was probably only three or two, and we ended up getting that anyway. Um, But just running through it, you know, 2014, Baylor and TCU, the co-Big 12 champions, they, you know, they made the mistake of losing on, on the field. They weren't held out because they were an undefeated commerce champion. They were held out because they had lost the game. So my heart doesn't break for them. 2015, 
arguably the most talented Ohio State team of all time. They had a chance to repeat. They lose a field goal to Michigan State. They finish fifth in a six-team playoff. They're in. They're super dangerous, and I think that's an, an exciting premise for the college football community. 2016, Penn State, a lot of people in this area bring it up. They lost two games. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like, yes, they, they had that magical win in the whiteout against Ohio State that blocked the field goal. Their offense gets hot behind McSorley and Saquon Barkley and everything clicks at the right time. But when you lose two games, maybe this is me, you know, leaning into the tradition of the sport, but two, two lost national champions. It's only happened once in the modern era with LSU in 07. That is not the bar that I set. Like my expectation is the national champion. I want to feel like, wow, that was a transcendent team. That was, that was an amazing team. team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think by opening up to 12, you have the opportunity of teams getting hot at the right time. I'm not looking for a 2007 New York Giants. I'm mm. looking for a 2007 New England Patriots. I want to see the teams that absolutely capture your imagination and have that argument in the all time great conversation. So just to kind of wrap it up, 2017 UCF. That's that was a team that this 12 team system is built for right. through kind of their own fault, but not really. Their schedule prevented them from playing a really good team before they got to their bowl game. And they end up dusting Auburn and proving by the end that they're a top five, six team in the country. So we're throwing all of this away to open it up for one team <laughs> in a seven year window. Even last year with uh, you guys were mentioning before when I, when I tuned in. You know, Cincinnati finished sixth or fifth, you know, depending on the poll you were looking at. So they would have been in the 16 playoff. So my argument is like, who is this for? Because if it's for the Coastal Carolinas, listen, as a college football fan and better, I loved Coastal Carolina last year. They played some of the most, you know, exciting games. That BYU game was incredible. And their bowl game against Liberty was incredible. Just because they weren't playing their way into getting murdered by Alabama, because that's what was at the end of the road last year. That didn't ruin their season for me. And I think that's what's different about college football and what some people who maybe aren't real college football fans struggle with. They're like, we want college football to be like every other sport. I don't. Because Mm -hmm. particularly for the smaller schools, you can ask an alum from an Indiana or a Coastal Carolina or a Southern Miss, what was your favorite season? They're not going to come back with, oh, the year we won the national championship, but they clearly have a favorite season and meant something to them because there's championships and and bowl games to win. And I know that the the bowl games have become a joke because everybody gets in and there's 45 of them. But for some of these, they really matter. It's not just the playoff. And when you look at, you know, major sports like the NBA, when was the last time there was a can't miss regular season NBA game? Basically never. Never. The the, the NHL would just get me to the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's a great product once it gets to the playoffs. College football, it matters. It, it yeah. matters. And I think this is one huge step towards these games not really mattering. Where in mm-hmm. Alabama loses to Auburn in uh, 2013, this is when the BCS was going on. But the pressure of that game, even though they were undefeated, knowing that they could not compete for the national championship, it made that like a playoff game. And it sounds like a cop out to most people, but not to me. I feel like there's been, you know, 10 to 15 incredibly meaningful games throughout the regular season that act as de facto playoff games. And now that's out the window. Do you think this will have a uh, sort of a, I don't know, tumble down effect on scheduling in the in future years? Uh, you know, because you you know typically have these game, teams playing maybe a interconference game, uh, you know, against a Pac-12 team playing a Big Ten team early in the year. Do you think that kind of stuff might tend to go away, or they they change the scheduling knowing that they may be able to get in the playoff if they don't win their league? I think this is still going to come down to the economics of it. So for some schools, they have those paycheck games where they bring in either an FCS school or you know a lower level G5 team just to 
get essentially act as a, an extended preseason for them. Mm-hmm. But there's other teams that so I, I would say the major beneficiary here of an expanded playoff is the SEC. In a given year, they're now you know on the table to get you know three teams in. And to do that, you're still probably going to lose to Alabama, but you need to get those marquee wins, particularly if you're on the east side of the conference. So I still think in one-off situations, you're going to have teams like Georgia and Florida go out and try to find those bigger games to build their resume for those at-large spots. Mm. Because until Nick Saban steps away, they just extended him you know, into the 2030s. Until he steps away, it's his conference and everybody else is living in it. But now there's an opportunity. They can go on their own, build their own resume, and get in. And as you mentioned, athlete at the top, you know, this is a huge payday just to get in. Yeah. So from an athletic department perspective, yes, it's great to have that dream season, but you want to get that green on your way to, you know, building and, and hopefully overcoming Alabama down the road. Quick question about the, the current and maybe there is some sort of mitigating factor. And, and look, I don't know if it can be public ahead of time or if it's just something that has to be done with year one of 12 teams and teams can see that it's not a problem. But if there were some way to convey to Alabama, to Clemson, to Georgia, to big 10 teams, it's okay to lose a game. It's okay. Don't you think that would then maybe mitigate at the very least scheduling some more sister Mary's of the pours? I I think it's, it's a bit of a copycat copycat situation when it comes to ADs. And I do think with fan bases, we've been pushing closer to more interesting non-conference games, if for no other reason that they're just not showing up. I mean, the fan experience has gotten better and better and better over the years. I think about my Saturdays in the fall, I'll get multiple TVs out. You can stream every single game. And the cost, when you look at tickets, hotels, parking, everything, they go through the roof even when you're playing Jacksonville State. So to be able to get those people in the seats, and that's really what the athletic departments want. And when it filters down to coaches, you hear a lot of them talk about building their brands, building the culture. Something that's a huge killer, even if you're a really good team, is having 75% capacity when you're a Penn State or you're a Georgia. It's like you want this environment that everyone's bought in all the time. And it's a reasonable gripe by season ticket holders and student bases where it's like, we're not going to watch you beat a team 52 to three, like bring in somebody that's at least a little bit interesting, or even just some regional flair. You know, if you're Georgia, why not play Georgia state or Georgia Southern? You have an opportunity to get their fans in the stadium as well. So I think before I I cast judgment, I think basically there's an opportunity to get creative from an athletic department standpoint and not necessarily go back to the days of just filling in your schedule with those layup games where you're playing your second and third string. I guess I just look at this as being an alum of a group of five school as, you know, hey, maybe we can go back and, you know, recreate 2015, 2016 and, you know, win the conference and you get into you get into the playoffs. Maybe you can win that first round game and then gets, you know, then get smoked by Ohio State in the second round. Well, but I'll tell in. you this. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you this, Harry. You know, you say group of five conference, but mm-hmm. in the fine print of this recommendation, it is the top six conference champions, not the top conference champions from the Power Five conferences. And when you look at the AAC, you know, there's been years that they've been better than the Pac 12. Mm-hmm. And I do think, based on their investment, you know, you look at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle's making over $2 million a year. This is not chump change. This is not conferences that are, you know, fine competing every three or four years. They essentially trying to s- turn themselves into the old Big East 
where right. every single year they have a guarantee and they're starting to play that way. Right. And I, I think because of that, you could have an opportunity to get an AAC team in and a wild card at large AAC team. Right. So just based on the conference schedule, I think Temple's in a great position. Um, now it's just a question of can you convince some of those regional powers, a, a Maryland's, a Penn State, to, to come play and you know, we'll go to your place two two times out of three, but you know, come to the link once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a great opportunity for a program like Temple. You know, I should have hit you up ahead of time, Calabrese, and your <clears throat> thoughts on uh, Cepus, who is struggling right now after being up 2-0 in the French oh, and men's semis. And, not uh, Bo Cephas. Uh, no, 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 not Bo Cephas or, or anybody in that regard. But uh, had a nice little parlay sitting on this here, right? Now, I'm, I'm curious, does, does anything change as far as looking ahead this year? I mean, we talked extensively uh, a couple of weeks ago when the futures opened up. Does this change right now in the next couple of years and maybe even this year looking at, at what could happen? Does anything, nothing changes from a futures or betting standpoint, right? Oh, I think it absolutely changes, okay. which is – this is the exciting part. Now that I put all my college football emotions in a basket, I, I push those aside. <laughs> From a gambling perspective, I kept staring at the futures for this year, and it's just hard to talk yourself out of Alabama, Oklahoma, and Clemson. So three of the four spots you know, are already locked in. So when you start thinking about the future of this, then a team like Iowa State gets way more attractive because there's margin for error. There's wiggle room. And also the way I think of it, if you start – accumulating teams that are 20, 30, 40 to one, there's great hedge opportunities once you get into a playoff, as opposed to right now where for an Iowa State, they got to run the table to feel comfortable. Um, and that's certainly true of, of some of the wildcard teams. I, If you totally taking like a step back and going in the opposite direction, saying I'm all in for the 12 team. If there was a 12 teamer this year, Liberty goes from a team that I would never take a flyer on so yeah, if Liberty goes undefeated, that means they'd have you know uh, power five wins on their schedule. They'd have uh, a game against Ole Miss in November, so kind of a showcase game against an SEC team. Hugh Freeze is going to pump up the the publicity, so the committee is definitely going to care about them. And Malik Willis, their quarterback, has an opportunity to play his way into being QB one in the NFL draft. Right. All of a sudden, it goes from 150 to one, where it's really zero to one. You're just lighting your money on fire. To now, I'm interested, and if they mm-hmm. get into that 12th slot then I'm just fading them the rest of the way. Um, I think this makes it way more interesting, closer to college basketball futures, where you're expanding that pool from six to seven teams to 18 to 25 teams that realistically right. have a shot. Michael, hold on one second. I know you got to get out of here, so we're going to keep you for like a minute and a half, two minutes <clears throat> in the break. We're going to break on the network as well. Still <clears throat> live here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. It's on Sports Map Radio as well, the middle. All right, brother. Can you give us like 90 real quick? I know you got to get out. If not, yeah, to go. I, 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 Absolutely. I'll give you my quick sob story on the French Open. I got a bunch of hot tips on the women's side of the bracket, and Ashley Barty gets hurt in the second round. Nothing oh. like holding a toddler at 5.30 in the morning, watching your girl limp around the clay and Roland Garros. And then I also threw in one on Sabalinka, who apparently was – she was, uh, you know, a tour de force on on clay, and she loses in the second round. So I'm going to go ahead and follow Ashley Barty and retire from – from betting on tennis for a while, I think is not my forte. You sound like me after a week's <laughs> worth of mining WNBA picks, saying, oh, uh-uh, this. I'm, "I'm getting the hell out of here." Yeah. Live you, on, <laughs> I don't seem to have a problem. Look, I've actually figured out a nice little means to live bet Russian ping pong. That's oh great. man, 
way more often. Those than games not. are fixed. I know they're fixed. And yeah. I'm not, look, I'm just saying that's why I live bet the stuff. But no, I mean, I, I tried. I tried the WNBA stuff for about a week and a half. I'm mining. I'm reading. I'm reading. I put hours into this stuff. I couldn't <laughs> hit one. The variance in that game, it's way too difficult to to predict. I, I was hoping I could squint and see under your Adidas logo, it just says Minnesota Lynx, but no, I, I guess no. I guess you haven't got as far enough to get some swag. Not yet. No, not, and, and I'm done after the L.A. Sparks just completely shit on me last night. So, no, I'm out on the WNBA. <laughs> Nothing. Are you betting anything in the next couple of days? College World Series has been good to me. Um, I, I've just been riding, you know, some of the regional powers. Uh, LSU, you know, really bailed me out against Oregon a couple of days ago, and I love Vandy. Vandy's just a team Vandy's that I think's going to win it. Yeah. Vandy was nine to one uh, before the tournament started. Great I pitching. Think they're down, down to, yeah, fantastic pitching, and and that's what's great about this tournament. You know, it's a a double elimination. So if you have really good pitching, it's it's tough to get bounced. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ar- Arkansas is a really fun team, and and it's nice for a program that. A lot, a lot has been written in the last couple of weeks that they really should be in the Big 12 culturally and competitively. Being in the SEC West has kind of ruined them. But to see them succeed and how much it means to their fans is, is a cool story. Awesome, brother. Look, I know you got a jet, but thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. On. Good it's stuff. always fun. You know it's going to be a lot more as things ramp up, too, with you. So we appreciate you, man. Anytime. Happy to talk uh, Heisman Trophy futures when yes. I get back. Yep. Because yes. that is something where I, I'm – Sprinkling the cash out there. Devonta we need Smith Barrett winning. for this. Barrett would get upset if we do deep dives in college football and he's not here. Plus, you need to tell him how bad K-State's going to be, and he's not going to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no problem deadpanning that Skylar Thompson is a great Heisman dark horse at K-State, a quarterback, and then wow. just you know, pulling, pull, pulling the rug out from under him. He's a local kid. I'll, I'll, yeah, although Deuce Vaughn, their their pint-sized five foot five running back, is very exciting. He he gives off Darren Sproll vibes. So mm. happy to uh happy to get him all hot and bothered next time okay. I'm on. <laughs> At East Breeze on Twitter. Thank you, sir. Take care. See ya. It's Michael Calabrese. Yeah, look at that, right on time. Boy, now I'm fired up for Liberty at Ole Miss in November. I'm telling you, when is that? Get out of the Grove. November sixth. Riley Auto Parts Studio. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, that was a fast hour, man. We breezed through that like East Breeze on Twitter, man. You know? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. All right, anything in the – before we hit the second hour with where Brooks is supposed to join us, it's another addition, although Barrett's not here, so maybe we can get Ron – to sneak in and give us another edition of Brooks, Mays, or Aton. And, you know, Barrett doesn't have to be here for that either. It'll no, still he doesn't. A, a ton of, right, a ton of fodder for it. No, I mean, we don't need him. Like, it's ideal. So since he's joining us, we'll try and work it around for sure. But I think part, like, if one of us is out, we can still do that segment. Absolutely. Yeah, because it, it gives you an opportunity to rip the person who's not here without them being able to defend themselves, right? Which we love. Uh, this is what we do. This is exactly what we do. All right, we have the second thing to hit on as well tonight, which is the Philadelphia 76ers in Atlanta. That line keeps dipping, Harry. It keeps dipping. Yeah, what is it, oh, yeah. Uh, one? Yeah, Zeverev. I mean, this guy, Alexander Zeverev, was down six three six three has come back six four six four. Oh my god. And this is now a dead heat 
Look, I'm tailing the dude who was absolutely on fire in the French Open. Yeah. And I'm, is, it, I'm, is it called the French Open? Roland anymore? Garros. They're calling it Roland Garros, I've noticed, which is the name of the stadium. Yes. Yes. So when did that happen? I think it happened the same. Like, you know, they don't call over there the British Open, the British Open, right? Oh, they call it the Open Championship. Yeah. I think that it's been called Roland Garros. I just think that we, like typical people in this country, just say, no, no, no it's the French Open. You know, really? Like, well, yeah, they, I, do they call the Australian Open Rod Laver? No, I, I think the Australian Open, they, they have this chest out, like they brag. It's the Australian. I think the French look at it like, you know, I think that the French have this ridiculous sense of history that needs to be put out. Don't call it the French Open. You mm. call it the Roland Garros. Well, because they're trying to be like Wimbledon. Exactly. Because yes. that's yes. Wimbledon yes. is the arena. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly right. They are yeah. they are jealous yes. of the Brits. All right, we're going to take a quick one. We'll start the second hour. It's the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube page. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
All right. Getting back to the tennis thing. As long as you don't start calling the U.S. Open flushing meadows, I'm good with it. I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm surprised they haven't moved from that. I know there's all this history and stuff, but that is just a dump. Well, it's right by uh, City Field. Yeah, and, and that's the, the whole center. thing. That's like, where the, it's like the whole United States Tennis Center thing. Going yeah, the World Fair used to be there. Yeah, too. right. I mean, it's right. it's like one of these wasteland scenes from like a post-apocalyptic movie. You know, right. Like, trek back through it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's actually a pretty surreal thing. Is I used to do this a lot back when I was you know single before I had a family and all to be, but you could sneak like November, December, January, sneak down. You get really cheap either a hotel or Airbnb. You sneak down to like Ocean City, Maryland, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's there. It's nice. It's cool. Maybe it's right. snow, and you can walk the entire beach all the way down to the shutdown boardwalk. And, and it feels like one of these movies, right? Like the world's come to an end and you see like two or three other people like nomads searching right. for food. I love that. Oh, no, I'm telling you that there's nothing. It's like a reset. There's nothing yeah. that mentally resets you like doing that. It's yeah. You find, you know, look. Ways, ways around. Now, Barrett okay. said he would join us at noon. He's already five minutes late. What is um, this, Buffalo Sabres to Jack Eichel? You can't quit. You're fired. <laughs> Muhammad Malik lives right next to City Field. Does he? That's what he says Muhammad, on the screen. I didn't know you were all the way up there. Wow. Look at that. Hmm. That's awesome, man. And look, we appreciate. Look, it's not easy being up in Queens and rooting for this team or these teams down here. As somebody whose mom and her entire family from Midland Parkway, Muhammad. This is a Gao Media property. Jamaica's finest. Media. Last stop on the F train, Wexler Terrace. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Harry, I'm curious. As we open up the second hour, we have a couple of things to do. All right. Business-wise, we have two things we definitely need to do. I'm going to tell you, before we even turn our attention to the Philadelphia 76ers, how Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a path to less than 75% snaps. Okay? And that's a concern for me. And not making the playoffs, right? Well, yeah. That, they're tied into it. Yes. But I'm going to preemptively knock off the 75%, which is then going to, under the fruit of the poisonous tree, remove the playoffs as well. We also have to, as I mentioned, the Sixers, and, and look a little bit about that in Atlanta. But I'm curious, have you ever missed something really important for a, a vice or for like something fun or like even a way in which you knew, and this is old school before you could do it on your phone, like you had to rush to a sports book and maybe place a wager on something or, or you know yeah you, you had to miss something important there was a guy who skipped his niece's wedding mm. for a poker tournament in vegas and he cleaned up and won three hundred and sixty seven thousand dollars that's good work out of him arlen miller absolutely yeah right? i got a wedding i got to go to uh next weekend not this weekend and i would love to be able to skip it you can't find a poker tournament to go to instead. Like the wife won't say, ah, oh, you know, Harry, you I don't need a poker tournament. I, I could just, you know, I play golf. 
but that's not going to fly. Well, that's what I'm saying. I got, the, I got this one. <laughs> I don't ask a lot of you. That was what uh, I got. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever get that one? Um, you know, no. I don't ask much of you. No, because my wife is, is forced due to circumstance to ask a ton okay. and it's not under her doing. It's just like, are you freaking kidding me? I have yeah. to ask you again to live. Yeah. People who jumped in early probably heard her scolding me. I heard her. My shoes on. I heard her. And, you know, that was what was really funny the other night when we had, what I think we were doing that that other podcast, the Broad yeah. Street South. Yeah. And you came on a little bit late. You were out on your back porch. And there was a brief second there where we saw the wife sort of open up the door. She poked her head and she heard you talking and wanted to see what was going on. And you, she just had this look of disgust, <laughs> like where she's like, oh, God, again, like I he's gotta, doing another show. You know, here's <laughs> it was the funniest awesome. part about that, right, <laughs> is like her whole family, you know, the wake up her, my in-laws now, it's not her family, it's my family too. My in-laws, you know, I'll get a text. Great job on 29 this morning. Hilarious with Jarek or right. you know, my, my stepfather. Uh, I'll talk to him. Not stepfather, right? Uh, Father-in-law. Father-in-law. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll see him on a Saturday or whatever. A great show. You know, I stayed up late, watch props and locks. All right. this. I, I'm, I'm telling you, she will admit it if you ask her with me around, but I'm pro I'm just positive. If she's not, if I'm not around and you ask her point blank, do you respect what your husband does for a living? She'll tell you no. She'll tell really? you no, no. Yeah, because COVID ruined all of this with her teaching from home. And I've been telling you this for a while. I'm not the hardest working man. I'm just smoking mirrors because I do all this stuff. But she's like, you're doing all these shows, but you're only working an hour at a time or two hours at a time. Mm -hmm. So she sees me get up. She sees me walk the dog. She sees right. me go run errands. She sees me do all this other stuff except working. And I think at that point, she's like, all right, how hard is it for you to watch a basketball game and then show up and talk about it the next day? Wow. Yes. I, I think she that, has no idea. No, no. no. Well, she has every single idea. <laughs> she's figured it out. It's one or the other, Harry. <laughs> this is hard work we're doing here. I'm telling you. I mean, come on. I'm telling you, like, you have no idea how hard it was to convince. Now, notice things changed, right? Once we got first, oh, it's amazing. You have such a cool job. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. Get married and she sees and, and we start living. It's like. Right. The everyday machinations of it. She sees and it's like, wow, this isn't this isn't that hard. Nope. Nope. What does he really do? No, I don't get it at all. <laughs> now, it all goes back to how you can get the hell out of this wedding. Is there a way in which you. There's can no way. There's no like no sure thing you can bet on and be there on. No, or... no, no. That that would not work. See, Sipas, by the way, up two one in the fifth set, but Zevrev is up thirty fifteen in game four. Wow, Harry, I got a pretty big wager. Brooklyn Nets plus. I got the Nets at plus twelve and a half. Everybody could have got them last night at plus twelve and a half after the first quarter. It was the easiest live bet you could have made. So mm -hmm. I, I stacked that. With uh, my Greek friend overseas playing in Roland Garros. I'll tell you, Russo would never get Roland Garros wrong or any of these names. Oh, no way. You know? Yeah. I can't pronounce Trey Turner's name in the MLB, but he'll nail Denis Sharapovalov. Yeah, some Russian. Effortlessly, yeah. too. Like he's saying, Harry Maze. It just rolls off. <laughs> Stefano Sisipas. <laughs> huh? What? I now, yeah, you and he are the only ones watching this. You realize that, don't you? 
I'm telling you, we're going to get my guy. I know Lofty is, is, our, is our dude here from Awesome as well, local guy. But he'll tell you, we got to get this dude Ben on. He he knows, man. He knows. He's been on. He's been cooking in tennis. So, mm-hmm. no, he's watching as well. There are three of us. Put a pretty big wager on the under first quarter tonight, by the way. Are the Clippers going to bounce back again like they did in on the sports Dallas? Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, second hour, no Brooks. I need Barrett to show up. By the way, Sisipas won that fourth game. Bang! Up 3-1 in the fifth. Told Harry this in the break here as we're live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Look, we ask really one thing, one thing only from you. Mm-hmm. Once you're here, of course, that you hit us with a like and the subscriptions go a mile away. Yeah. Really, the best way you can help us is subscribing to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You've got Birds 365 before us. You've got Dan's football show after us, hence being in the middle. It is the simplest and easiest way you can help us. If you see people jump in that are new to the chat, we appreciate all of you who have built up this community and allowing new people and new voices to come in. Just remind them, hey, don't forget, leave the fellows a like here. Make sure you're subscribed because you, as all, are part of the community here. Yeah, we don't ask a lot of you. It's like my wife with me. I don't ask much of you, but I need you to do this. Exactly. And All hopefully right? we don't come off like the wife tone. Because <laughs> everybody, or, or the husband tone, if right. you're thinking like, ah, oh, geez, I got to go yeah. to another one of these guys. Uh, beer league softball games. Uh, just to cheer him and his other overweight, balding friends on, missing a softball. Get <laughs> me out of hell ASAP. I don't is know that a King of Queens episode? Yeah. Yes, actually, it, is. it probably yes. is. I could well, see he definitely was on a softball team, wasn't he? Well, there are a bunch of softball references, by the way, on King of Queens. I'll give you the two real quick. The first is from, I believe, the first season hmm. where Carrie's boss is like this new, hip, fresh dude who is keeping her late, drives her home in his Jaguar, Uh-oh. doesn't have any interest in her at all. Oh. And they make it known. But Doug is, is in his head and he's jealous. Mm-hmm. And he's jealous. And and all he wants to do is get her back. Oh, no, wait. I take it back. It's not that. It's uh, the cello concert. But anyway, all he's trying to do is get her back to the softball because she's on the softball team, but she'd rather expand her horizons and go to this cello concert. So Mm. the last scene when the credits roll is her back on the bench, right? And... She's like, yo, Bernstein, your mother's a bleep, 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 bleep. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cursing out. And, and he looks over and says, God, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is when he's faking, he's faking a lawyer. All right. He's faking because what happens is he goes to Carrie's law firm's picnic and a softball game breaks out. So you talk about me, the only one watching the French Open or Roland Garros right now. He's all like, you know, elbow up and, re- and you know, taking it seriously. He's running around the bases. The second baseman is just this old woman with a plate of chicken, like eating it. She doesn't even have a mitt on, right? <sighs> so one of the lawyers is guarding home plate as he comes in and he smashes him. And then the main lawyer says, wow, we could use a ringer. 
like you. So they bring him on as a fake lawyer. What the uh, wrong, right? Okay. And, and he's on the softball team. Yes. Wow. Yes. And the catch, great, great, great. I was thinking somebody might pick that up. The cat, and he has a repeat role in this. He has, I think it's, I forget what his name is, but he is a repeat role. He is the lawyer from the wire. If anybody has seen the wire and if you haven't shame on you, mm. he's the lawyer from the wire. So there you go. That's how we connect it all. All right. Wow. Tremendous. All right. You want, what, what do you want here? Well, I want Barrett. He said he was going to join us at noon. I know. I saw you text him. He said he had a break. You think he meant noon local time? Um, well, yeah, I hope I hope it's not noon out there. It's three o'clock here. We're not we're not going to be here. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you think he's going to we're going to get a text at three and say, three, "Hey, hey, guys, where are you?" Dead. <laughs> the, the, the link's dead. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Well, but he's out in L.A., right? I mean, why the Anaheim, hell? Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't want to be caught. It's not L.A. Somebody on the stream, you know. <laughs> no, here's my question though. You know, he's going. This is a very serious thing that he's doing, and he, you know, he couldn't get out of it. But my thing is, you're the NFL. You're like a ten, twelve billion dollar entity, right? You can't do have regional locations where these former players and current player, whatever it is, can go to. He's got to fly all the way out to L.A. to do this thing. Like, there's medical centers of the finest order all around Philadelphia, North Jersey, New York you name it, within an hour, two-hour car ride. It makes sense. Doesn't that make you, like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, but at the same time, like, how many examples do we have of the NFL covering something up or the NFL being cheap or the NFL just being immoral or the NFL being illegal, whatever it may be? Like, would it shock you if a multi-billion dollar corporation was cutting quarters in areas that they probably can get away with cutting corners in? Hmm. Well. I'm just trying to, to Look, make it easier I, on the player. So am I, you know, I, and, and you make a great point. I'm just saying like, you know, we've got regulations to where it's just cutting the corner. Like you're allowed a certain amount of caterpillars and canned food, right? <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yes, yes, okay. you are. Yes, okay. you are. Now, Ron on the text board says a uh, former producer of ours. Wait a second. We had a producer here who was an NFL running back. Before your time. No, okay. I was going to say, not Fred Davis, who I mistakenly thought was the other Fred Davis, no, right? No, no, not that Fred Davis. <laughs> His name was Chris Taylor, and not the uh, Dodgers Chris Taylor. Where did Chris Taylor run the football? In Detroit? Uh, no, he didn't run it in Detroit. He played for the, the Saints, the Texans, and the Patriots. Hmm. Okay. So I came back out of the University of Indiana, but while he was a producer here, this was at the beginning of all the concussion protocols. He had to keep going for his uh, any medical issue he had or evaluations to Detroit for to get medical attention instead of just being here in Houston, which happens to have one of the largest medical facilities in the country. Yeah. Wow, that's again to Harry's point. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Now yeah, it I, doesn't make any sense to fly Barrett. I mean, it's on their dime. Is it? But yeah, I, I assume so. Yeah. Now, there's making them go to LA. Like there's, I mean, there's nothing in Philly. There's nothing in New York. There's nothing in Detroit. That'll be a little bit closer. Yeah. Seems crazy to me and stupid. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense when you have the ability, like you said, access to everything. I wonder if there's anything contractual. I wonder if there's anything where 
you know, the NFL has put a bid out mm-hmm. for a medical yeah, conglomerate. It's the lowest bidder. Or highest bidder. Lowest. Lowest bidder from whose standpoint? Uh, medical. For, yeah. For the NFL. The NFL sitting there is like, yeah, we'll just go to the lowest bidder and it's probably some. Well, no, but I mean, maybe maybe the, the conglomerate in Detroit is paying them a billion dollars. And, and you know, there's no hospital in Anaheim or, or Houston or Philadelphia that's part of that conglomerate. And it's like, well, we signed a contract. Sorry. Yeah, I like want to. I want to believe that it's a doctor's office in some strip mall in Anaheim. Right. Being made to go to. Thank yeah, where, where the doctor hangs the shingle, and he got he got his medical degree in like uh, Costa Rica or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's hope yeah, it's a stand-up MRI for Barrett's. Uh, he's sitting on a folding chair right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like better call Saul's office. You know, like <laughs> you you remember you know the strip center I'm talking about. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And bodyguard of the doctor comes out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he will see you now. You see Barrett sitting in the waiting room, looking oh, at at yes. outdated magazines. Here he is. There he is. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Man, just up here taking a whole bunch of tests and everything, man. Like, it looks nice out, though. At least. Oh, it is, man. It's seventy degrees. It said average is seventy-two degrees all year round. Wow. All year round. Anaheim, right? Yes, yes. And in, in, in fact, I'm um I'm a five minute ride from uh was it Disneyland or Disney World? Yeah. One of the two. Disneyland. Now, yeah. Are you on your droid right now? Yeah. Yeah. See, look how crisp that sucker is because you must have really good reception. Right. Well, I mean, it's right in the middle of everything, man. Look at how right. he's moving. He's moving better than when Lofty comes on with his super powered Sony. <laughs> I tell you, his phones now, these, these galaxies, man. They're catching up. They're catching up. Crisp. All right, I'm going to interrupt this Samsung commercial yeah. to ask Barrett. <laughs> ask Barrett if you mind your own business. <laughs> if you took in the the, uh, the Nets Bucks game last night, and your thoughts on that final couple of shots. Well, I mean, if your last name isn't Irvin or 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 Durant, you shouldn't have been taking the shot. I mean, I see. I mean, to pass by both of those guys on his way to the basket and not kick it out to you, to the guys to get to where you are. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Irvin actually had the ball in his hands for a brief couple of seconds. He gave it up. And that's I don't I just don't understand it, man. I mean, it was just in the cards. You saw how good, um, you know, even even the missed shots that they had were good looks with Durant, man. I -hmm. I can't believe how good of a player. I understand that he's probably the best player as far as, you know, point being an offensive threat. But, man, he was just unconscious yesterday. And then towards the end, he got a little cold, man, and that gave him an opportunity to win the game. No, it, it was a great game, though. It, it was. was. It was entertaining. Ugly, but entertaining. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Have, then, have, you know, say sorry. No, I mean, there's there's no real example like that in the NFL. Like, I was trying to think of what the Bruce Brown example would be in other sports. And look, he didn't do it just once. He did it two. You don't right. count that Durant heave at the end because they had no time. Well, he almost made that. Two, mm-hmm. He did almost make that. But the last yeah. two full possessions they had, resulted in Bruce Brown shooting the basketball. Right. It, just, it doesn't make any sense, especially because the layup he tried to get was against Brooke Lopez, who had at least four blocks in the game at that time. No question. And he surprised me, too. Well, I, I, got, surprised me. I could bring one. The Seattle Seahawks not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the end of right. the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's Absolutely perfect. Right. You know? Absolutely right. But to be right. fair, they did give it to Russell Wilson. Right. So that would, he would be the Irving on the team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have been Irvin in that game. So you I still mean, it, give it to him. Yeah, oh, okay, but Harry, Harry, you're on to something. You're on to something. Yeah. It, let's let's further that analogy. Instead, it would be like running a double reverse for your backup tight end on the goal line instead of giving it to either Marshawn or putting it in the hands of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like it, it it was a Philly Philly call that 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 didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. A Philly Philly call that didn't work out. I mean, they called, they called, he called his own number. It didn't work. Foles called his own number and it worked. You know, so hmm. I think it's, that's, that's what it is. Get to your thing about Carson Wentz. Well, here. I will. I will. Yeah. But r- real quick. Here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick one here on Sports Map Radio. We're still live on the middle of the Jacob Media YouTube page. We're back on three of the here on Sports Map Radio. Here's, here's what I was thinking, though, is looking at Bruce Brown, that just ridiculously bad shot. Now, I was going to get to the Carson Wentz thing as well. But there was something I was going to mention here that we were just talking about that you said about oh no, the college football playoff too. No, no, no. That, yeah, I just wanted to end real quick though, Harry, if, if I can on yeah. that. So not not just your shoes, not you per se, but how do you think knowing what you would be in that situation in the locker room where the cameras aren't there yet? The microphones aren't there yet. It's just you guys. If you are Kyrie or Kevin Durant, what do you say to this dude? Right. Uh, you know, I, I've been in situations kind of like that. Um, I was actually playing with the Giants, and uh, it was a playoff game that we lost. And uh, got you know the long snapper Trey Junkins. He signs with the team that week on a Wednesday. He hadn't played all season, so he gets to, he gets to um, he walks in on a Wednesday. And we're in a special teams meet, and he interrupts the meeting. Say, "Hey guys, let me introduce myself. I'm Trey Junkins, and uh, this is my special teams now." And everybody's looking I'm like, "Okay," because our our starting long snapper was hurt. He was the starting center too. He was hurt. Uh, um, he comes in, yeah. So he goes in the game, and his first snap, it was like a bad snap, anyways. But we kicked it. We ended up making it. But at the end of the game, the last play of the game. He snaps, and it's a terrible snap. The ball goes away. And this is to win the game. We'd have won the game. And, you know, it was a bunch of stuff that happened. You know, well, his bad snap allowed us to lose the game. Hmm. So we're walking yeah. in, and Strahan makes eye contact with him. And he goes, and he's going to kill him. Oh, I'm going to kill you. You better get out of here. You better get on my on my um, airplane. You won't have to walk home. I'm about to tear you apart. I mean, he's literally wow. at the mouth trying to get to him. It took me and Michael Barrow from 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 and grabbing him and keeping him from getting beat up. In fact, he couldn't even come to the locker room. He had to wait till everybody left. Then he came in and showered. Wow. That's, that's how this guy ended his career on that sour note right there. Strahan was so mad that he wanted to kill him. That's literally. So, I mean, it could have been the same way yeah. in that locker yeah. room, man. Hey, man. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? That's, when he, that's the first thing. What are you doing? Yeah. Barrett, pay you to shoot. That's... <laughs> That's crazy. Way. All right, we're, we're about to be back. I, I kind of feel bad about doing this, springing this on you here, because it, I, I feel like I might ruin your day. What's that? Hitting, well, I'm going to hit you with some stuff, man, and it's not opinion. I'm going to hit you with the eye and the sky. I'm going to hit you with the num. I'm going to hit you with all the stuff you look at. Carson Wentz okay. last year was pretty damn bad. And <laughs> I, think, I think I found a path to where they do not win 
or they do not make the playoffs and he doesn't play 75% of the snaps. I'm going to tell no, you. I'm going no. to tell you right here. Give me a sec. Here we come. Hit the cop. Do a little Mr. Cow. There you go. There you go. There you go. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Jay Yeah, actually, Barrett is in the house. Look at that. Checking in all the way out west from Anaheim, California. Looking nice and crisp over there. Now, are you at the spot you're staying at, or are you somewhere else? Or Well, actually, we had um we had a, a bunch of um tests here, you know, as far as, you know, uh, litmus test things of that nature here at the hotel. Uh, I'm about to leave in about 15, 20 minutes. We're going to go to the uh, doctor's office. I mean, this, see, this is serious, man, you know, for, for, for concussion protocol, also as far as your body, what my disability rating is. You know, I do this at least yeah. once a year mm. just to make sure that I'm cool, make sure I'm all right, make sure I'm, you know, savvy enough to be on, on the screen with you guys. So, Well, Harry, why don't you ask Barrett? Yeah. Why do they? Why do you have to go all the way out to Anaheim for that? You can't do that in Philly or New York. No, um, because it's so specialized in, in what we're doing. Like you can either go to um, Anaheim, you can go to Chapel Hill, um, you can go to Harvard, and there's one other place. But I chose to come here to California, sunny California. I needed a break. <laughs> oh, so see, this is see, it. Yes, there's a little bit like if all things were equal and you could go back to Detroit or to Anaheim, <laughs> you ain't going back to Detroit. That's what Absolutely. It is. Uh, you know, it kind of it was kind of convenient too because um, the other places are, are during the football season, mm. and you know, I mean, like, you guys will give me the day off, but there's no way in God's green earth that NBC is going to give me a day off. I love this candor. Sunday. I love the honesty. It's amazing, right? It's just incredible. So yeah, man, you have to. I have to. Man, I have to do it, man. Just to just to keep a keep an eye on me. Also, yeah. to make sure that I, you know, I stay at a certain level. Uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 a bad situation. You know, concussions and and and, and all this stuff is, is something that a lot of players try to downplay. Simply because, man, it's just it's just one of those bad things that you go through um, from playing the game. You know, it's a, it's a gladiator sport. So you know, I, I just want to check on myself every once in a while. Yeah, no doubt about it. Very important, and it's good that you do this on an annual basis. Um, now I, before Aton asked you about Carson Wentz, we just lost, uh, Jim Fossil mm. a, a few days ago. No. Uh, yeah. And you were talking about, you know, you I being the, with the giants in 02, you yeah. played for him. Do you have any, uh, you know, what's your memory of Jim Fossil? Oh man, I can't believe he's gone now. Well, I mean, it, it's another straight hand story, but yeah, me and Fossil, you know, I, that was my dude, man. He brought me in, but he was, he had lost control of the team and, well, he didn't lose control of the team. It was Strahan's team. And my fondest memory of Fossil is um, we went like four days straight, two-a-days, you know, and, and, you know, pads on for all four days. And we were going into our fifth day, and, you know, Strahan, we're walking down. I look at Strahan, Strahan, I said, you know what? No, I'm not doing it today. Call it up. Call it up, man. Call it up. And I'm looking at him like, what do you mean call it up? And he turns around, I said, I said, call it up. You know, we're not practicing today. In fact, we ain't even doing meetings. We're not going to. Special teams mean we're not even doing the second practice. We're off for the rest of the day. Hmm. I said, what do you mean we're off for the rest of the day? So he's turning around. He said, hey, everybody bring it on in. He talked Mike, borrow. Hey, come on, man. Tell him to come in. Tiki, let's go. We ain't practicing today. Call it in. So I'm looking around. And I look at Fossil like, yo, bro, you just brought me in here. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> but I, I, I see everybody walking the other way. And I'm looking at him like, are you going to say something? Right. He turns around. He tells Strand, um, you know, come on now, Stray. You know, I, we need to get the work at like, coach, coach. We're not doing it today. 
and, and wow. he almost hit him. He sh- wow. You know what? You know what? Poetic justice. He should have hit him with the. I hate to do it to you, coach. Hey, Foss, I hate to do it to you, but we ain't but, you know, that's, that's, today. That's my father. In fact, he, then he, you know, we got in and he said, all right, we're all going to the movies, too. So he brought us to the movies, too. Mm. So, you know, that, I mean, that's that's one of my fondest memories of Foster. But, you know, I can't believe he's gone. Yeah, man. he passed away on the 7th. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. The, the legacy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he had the guarantee. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, he's got it. You know, his son's a, a really good special teams coach. I think he's in Dallas. His son's in Dallas. Yeah, John Fossil. John yep. Fossil, right. right. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm curious because you weren't on that team that – Want that went down and and played Baltimore and lost in that no. Super Bowl. That was the guarantee. You played with Tomb. You played with Amani Toomer, who I did a show with. Definitely my dude. Yeah, he he said, and he told us on the air, so I'm not saying anything new. But he said that a lot of guys weren't really happy with that guarantee. <laughs> like, oh, right. oh, oh, hold on a it second. It put the pressure now. on. Yeah, yeah. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, hold on a second here. But I mean, the guy has, you know, when you have somebody who has coached multiple spots like and you have somebody who's been successful as fossil he's going to come across a bunch of players and yeah, a bunch yeah. of, he's going to connect you know with a bunch of people throughout so definitely not shocked by any means you know well that was the put the chips in the center of the table thing right is that what you're yeah. talking about yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's put our right i can't do a fossil but he has no, to, i can't either uh, let's put our chips in the in, uh, middle of the table absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that, no but that's that's what it was and, and you know i like that's a pretty big guarantee, man. You know, that's I mean? a really big guarantee. I mean, that's, that's but you know, Fossil was one of those type of guys. Like he and um, he and the, the quarterback were really, you know, they were tied at the hip, but didn't care for him. The you know, quarterback didn't care for him. What was his name? He's from out of Penn State. Came out the same year as I was there. Kerry oh Collins. my goodness. Yeah, Kerry Collins. Yeah, Kerry yeah. Collins. He, you know, and we you know went to the Senior Bowl together, and Kerry just didn't feel he wasn't feeling his vibe, man. He wasn't feeling his vibe at all. I think if they'd have been closer. It had been a better relationship, and I think he'd have played better also. But, you know, it, he was a partier, man. Yeah. He was definitely a partier. Oh, yeah. Well, he came <laughs> up He came up from my area. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. He, yeah, he, he grew up in Lebanon and then went to Wilson West Lawn. They recruited him, and that's the neighboring high school. Wow. He, Same, he, he got a yes. arm, man. He, yeah. He, he yeah. could hose it, man. He, could he was down in Nashville when I was yeah. there those two years. He was the quarterback oh, okay. of Vince Young. Yeah, and they yeah. were going back and forth and – there was a lot of Jeff Fisher trying to figure out what to do and given kind of carry like the carry was like Ryan Fitzpatrick with Tua. Yeah. But it wasn't Tua. Yep. It was Vince Young back then. Yeah. But he was a fun guy to cover. Are you ready for this man? Carson Wentz based on the tape. And this is not good, man. Not this good. is going to ruin your day, Barrett. Seriously. Carson. There were a lot of things that Carson Wentz was bad at last year. I'm going to give you what he was worth. Now this is through. A bunch of tape, compiling tape, looking at tape. Guy who does this for USA Today, Doug Farrar. I'm sure you've come into contact with him at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, he says, all right, when I wrote about the worst NFL quarterbacks for every type of throw last season, there were a couple who didn't repeat their efforts from then to now, and a couple who did. Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, these are the names you're going to hear. All right, so I'm just going to give you the category. I'm not going to go through in depth here because we only have a minute and a half anyway until we break. But Carson Wentz in the NFL last year, dead last, worst, statistically on film with zero one-step drops. Also, Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in the NFL with out, without any pre-snap motion. 
He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Look at his eyebrows raising mm -hmm. right there. With the, he was the worst <laughs> quarterback in the NFL, Barrett, with, with play action. And they weren't even throwing downfield like you should be. And, and just to add a little insult to injury, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Jalen Hurts was right there on the smaller sample size. But Wentz was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year without the blitz. Not with the blitz. Without the blitz. Um, you know where that comes from, right? That, that's that's and, and you know I, I'm a firm believer in in, in those statistics because he has no pre-snap read and he doesn't read defenses. And I you know I had a problem with that for a long time because I was telling people he holds the ball too long because he waits for guys to get open. Mm -hmm. And as an offensive lineman, you're taught if it's a three-step drop after that third step, the ball's supposed to be out of his hands. Like halfway through that third step, he should be knowing where the ball is going. So that's why um, Doug didn't worry about doing any motions or anything like that because he still wouldn't see the pre-step read. You know, if a guy motions and they and they take the, the coverage and then they, you know, move the coverage, you have to see that as a quarterback and you have to see that. And a lot of times our center would see it and recall the protection. Yeah. But it would then take the hot from being a this guy to another guy and Carson wouldn't pick the hot up because he didn't know that that guy was hot. So when you, as an offensive lineman, you know you know where the hot's coming from. You expect the hot to come from there, and if it goes and hits the quarterback, now it looks like the offensive line doesn't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. When in all actuality, they sent motion somewhere else. It changed who the hot read was and took us to another guy, and now he doesn't know that, and he's expecting you know us to pick him up when it's you know he's changed the protection. That's mm -hmm. pre-step read. That's 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 also studying, man. That's a lot to do with studying, understanding what play development is and understanding where the ball is supposed to go on certain situations. Remember, I did a lot of stuff last year when we doing our um, when I was doing our breakdowns. Yeah. Where I show you the pre-snap read, what you would see. The blitz is coming from here. Watch this route break off over here, and he doesn't throw the route to uh, throw it to the route. Or he throws it over over the running back's head for the hot route or for the quick route. Those are all things that come with your progression of being a, better, a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, what goes in his favor is that he has – now an offensive coordinator, well, not offensive coordinator, but a head coach that understands that he's not good at that. And what he'll do is he'll train to do just like they did Bobby Horn. Throw the ball here, period, mm -hmm. point blank. Get the ball here, and, and, and you'll have a play. And I think that might have been what uh, with, uh, with, uh, right. you know, Reich did it last, you know, his last year there, or last year here when they won the Super Bowl. He would, he would tell them where to go with the ball. <laughs> It'll be a tough year. You know, it's going to be a tough year, but I think he'll, he'll be good enough. And they'll put him in a, a better position with that offensive line blocking a lot better. That's the top. That's one. Of, that's either one or two to off, top offensive line in the league. Wow. So they'll give him a little more, you know, protection. But he's still got to learn how to read coverages, learn how to read blitzes, understand who's the hot read, where the ball's supposed to go in a pre-snap read. You know, pre-snap helps quarterbacks more than anything else. Mm -hmm. When you learn your pre-snap, you see where the ball is supposed to go. Then it makes the it makes the game a whole lot easier. Slows the game down because you know this guy's going to be open because. They're going to vacate an area, and they're not going to be able to get somebody over in that area fast enough. So get the ball to the guy that's supposed to get it. That's tough, man. Tough. He's trying to build a case that the Eagles don't get that third first-round pick, Barrett. I, I'm They'll get it. <laughs> They'll be, he'll, he'll play. They won't bench him because they traded, you know, they traded so much for him. They won't bench him. Well, they won't bench him week 10. But I think <laughs> what's going to happen is this guy could be so bad and the team could be out of the playoff hunt with three weeks left 
that all of a sudden Carson Wentz has an ankle injury. Yeah. Or all of a sudden Carson Wentz has an elbow injury. Just so Sam Ellinger can play. I'm Harry, <laughs> unfortunately, I get it that I have to bank this theory on Sam Ellinger. But we've seen it for like, here's the thing. And I'll tell you in a second. All right. I'll tell you this. Guys give this guy way too much credit. Like me and Michael Porter Jr. This is the middle <laughs> on the My back. Radio Spino. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So there's this ridiculous story that's floating around with Tim Grover, the Bulls trainer, and Jordan's bodyguard, and, and way back. I, I don't know if this is true or not, because Clickhole tweeted it. But... Ooh. Yeah, click hole is like the the onion or the oh, oh, oh. Babylon B or whatever satire, sat satirical uh, Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's satirical because it's hilarious, and I can't imagine that it's true. It's pretty funny actually. But here's what's gonna happen, okay? Carson Wentz. Look, that that's not even it. I, I can give you more if you want. I can give you more examples of how bad it was for Carson Wentz. Not only was he the worst. Without the blitz, he was also the worst without pressure in general. Yeah, like, I, I remember front four getting to him. He was I remember having to watch the games. It was painful. Barrett had to break him <laughs> down for two hours afterwards. Remember, I broke down that play. Remember, I broke down that play where they had max protection in. That means they kept in the running back and both tight ends. Mm -hmm. It was a two man route on the outside, and each of the, the one receiver had three guys on him. The other receiver had had two DBs on him, and I mean two, three on one um, receiver, two on one receiver, and they were in max protection. They didn't bring the blitz, so Dallas won that rep. And instead of him throwing the ball away, or just running for positive yardage, he leaked out, and it was a sack fumble. That's a perfect example. They didn't bring pressure, mm -hmm. and they got a sack fumble because he wanted to. He ran somebody. into pressure. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, come on now. You know, and, and he tried to throw to the tight end. And I mean, Goddard was in blocking. He just happened to leak out and he wanted to throw it. I'm like, no, just live the fight another day. That's him not seeing in the pre-read, pre-snap read, that right. they're not blitzing, number one. It was a blitzing down, but they chose not to blitz. So yeah. Yeah. instead of him just taking and throwing a ball away or running for positive yardage, he wanted to play hero ball and he ended up getting a sack fumble on that with Dallas. I'm going to put it all in perspective here for you, okay? Carson Wentz had a rating of 85.1 without pressure. All right, hey, passer rating in the 80s, not terrible, right? In this case, no, yeah. not without pressure. Thank not you. Without pressure. 21 starting quarterbacks had a passer rating over 100 without pressure last season. Dwayne Haskins had the worst passer rating without pressure at 78.5. Wentz finished second worst, but when you add the other stats in, Wentz was worse than Haskins. And Haskins is terrible. He's not even a starting quarterback anymore. No, not anymore. You know, he got cut as yeah. a first rounder from a team and sent to somewhere. You know, he, he's with the Steelers now. That's they could right. probably resurrect him and help him. But it's, you know, if, if he was worth any of his salt, man. Big Ben wouldn't be coming back. Put it like mm -hmm. that. Wentz was the worst. Now, again, Hertz was not good either. So this is kind of like a collective thing. But Wentz had the majority of work here. They were the worst in the pocket. 
And how many well, times did we say that? Get this guy out of the freaking pocket, Doug. What are you doing? It's still, though, I mean, he just didn't have it last year. Uh, it, it, there was no way that he could dig himself out of that hole. And plus, it didn't help that he had the worst offensive line in the league. They were playing musical chairs with the offensive line. There was so many factors in which, you know, you, you could just point the finger at and see why he's as bad as he is. But at the end of the day, he was so bad because he didn't do the little things as far as understanding pre-snap reads and, you know, knowing when to throw, just throw the ball away or having some finesse. He didn't have a touch. You got to have a touch, man. Him throwing to the sideline, he just didn't have that touch that you need to throw the ball in there. You know, he hit a little out pass to a running back, you know, Will Rod or something like that. He just could not do last year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. The easiest pass or the check down route should be the easiest pass for a quarterback. Yeah, his mechanics were not brutal. Yeah. Oh, the worst. The worst. Yeah. You know, so, and even, it got to a point you couldn't even you couldn't legitimize anything in this game. Nothing. Here's here's you no. Know, I was ripping. Go ahead. My concern. Oh, yeah. Even Barrett was ripping him. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> Although, but here's what I'm saying: is we get to a point where Carson Wentz hasn't fixed it. He He's not regressing from last year, but he just hasn't noticeably improved to where he's back, you know, to even close to 17 or just normal. I don't know how long Frank Reich is going to ride that Wentz train with three to four games at the end of the season. Since Reich knows him best, that might do more damage to him mentally. Like, that might further... Because you're right. Like, there's, I look at it like this. You, you kind of have this small little window to make a decision. You keep riding him and say, all right, you're going to finish the season out. We're behind you. We're behind you. It could get worse. It could do more damage. Or maybe you pull the plug with three games left and say, your ankle isn't feeling so well, Carson. I'm and doing- we need that first round pick. Yeah, and I'm doing this for you. Yeah. Look, we saw Doug Peterson, <laughs> Harry, before you start laughing and scoffing it off, which I know you want to, we saw Doug Peterson, our own head coach, tank a football game because of up top last night mm-hmm. or last year. You're telling me that the Indianapolis that 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 maniac who's running the Indianapolis Colts is not above sending some phone call down to Frank Reich and saying Tank this damn season right now. We need that first round. I want to keep that first rounder. Come on. He's yeah. all hopped up on it. Something. He's, you yeah. Know, probably wouldn't even remember the phone call. Man, it's, 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 I could see that happening. I mean, he, he had, what he has right now is that a new team, new environment, new way of thinking. And hopefully, you know, he, he takes his game to another level. But like I said, it's only one thing I think that, um, that messed them all up, bro. He was a virgin until one, you know, once he once he did what mm-hmm. he did and had the baby, man. It's, it all went to hell after that, bro. Yep. It was, all, it was, it. Nah, it was like it was like Samson with his hair. Yeah. Once he got some, it was over, bro. It was over. So how does that magically come back? <laughs> if anything, it's gone. Well, well, right? Samson did eventually grow his hair back and he was able to push the the, the pillars down and kill everybody that way. So, so the wife needs to give him the cold shoulder for the football right, season. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for the whole football season, don't give him nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. You get nothing. Just like boxes. And, and like it. <laughs> yep. You we need this money, babe. Like yep. <laughs> you'll get nothing. You'll you'll like it. You'll accept it. All yep. of the things with it. Yeah. Wait, well, hey, guys, right. I gotta go, man. I gotta All get right. to this point, man. Sixers hey, win tonight. They gotta win. Yeah. They're gonna win. They're gonna it win. It won't be there convincing. It won't it won't be convincing. But I think they'll have a lot more control over this game 
it'll be a close game, but they'll have a lot more control, and they'll see everybody will see that they're the more dominant team uh, this game. All right. We'll All see right, you back on Tuesday. No way. Yep, see Tuesday. All right. There he is. I'm telling True you. to his word. Yep. Hey, he spent some time with us, too. I know. Must be a long day out there, you know? This That's got to be brutal. I can't even imagine. We should have him, when he comes back, explain some of the procedures yeah. that he's gone through, you know? I found out today, by the way, that now this was in 2018, I believe. And you can look and say, well, okay, you know, how how good was he? I, I think he's pretty good as far as, you know, being one of the best guards that's ever played, at least over the last 20 years. But I found out that your guy, Jeff Stoutland, mm-hmm. the offensive line coach who arrived here with Chip and is apparently the Teflon Don of the building, <laughs> survives everything, right? That there was an opportunity. Now, I mean, the guy was 35 years old, so I don't necessarily kill the Philadelphia Eagles for doing it, but they turned down the chance to sign Jari Evans, who oh, was yeah. going to the Hall of Fame and is one of the best guards of all time. And yeah, I get it. He was 34 at the time. Right. So uh, what, Jari told you that, or he said that on the podcast? Agent. His oh, his agent. agent. Yeah, okay. Carol did on the podcast. So since it's public, I was going to bring it back here. But, you know, maybe this Stoutland guy doesn't know the talent as much as you give him credit for, Harry. That's well, all. 13, that was the year they drafted Lane Johnson, well, too. This is 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. he got so, here, it was 13. They, right. Wasn't it? His first draft pick under Chip was uh, Lane Johnson, right? Correct. And, yeah. and look, they had Brooks here as a right guard. So right. I'm just saying as far as he's like, no, 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 we're not signing that guy. Mm. Well, you know, look, you see guys that are good. Like Jason Peters, how many more years did he have where even at 75, 80%, he was better than anything else the team had? Yeah. Now those those years are, are now over. Been over. Yeah, they've been over for about two years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, look, it's getting to the point now where we sh- we will hit overtime with the Philadelphia 76ers game. Does that, that work for you? Okay. We will extensively deep dive into the Philadelphia 76ers-Atlanta Hawks game for a full overtime segment. But before that, and I wanted to do this with Barrett here, but he's, he's no longer here. Ron, are you still with us? In spirit, yes. Okay. <laughs> now this is this is like asking a question with two minutes left Friday afternoon before spring break and ruining it for the rest of the class. Ron Culver has I'm already checked to, out. I'm passing the ball to Durant. Yeah. <laughs> is that the answer you're looking for? No, actually, but I, I think that would suffice. Here's the thing. Uh, we need your help for a quick bout of Brooks, Mays, and Aton on a Friday, right? Or or Aton yeah, on a Friday. Let's hear it. Okay. I wish wish we did this with Brooks, but you know, I guess he's got the whole medical thing. Right? Yeah. Here we go. Brooks, Mays, or Aton? Who's most likely to be directionally challenged? Hmm. I would say Brooks on this one. Definitely not me. No, not Harry. Harry's back in the MapQuest days where he didn't have to. So, Harry, I would also say that you're probably a little too uh, on the more anal side of directions. I tell you, Ron Culver knows me well. I'm I'm wondering how how does how is that possible? He's like one of these apps tracking your movement. Yeah. He knows you. I'm sitting outside in your bushes. I'm (laughs) (laughs) Say hi. Can you just turn to your right and wave to Ron? The whole stream will see. There he is. (laughs) 
All right, here we go. I've Brooks been here for a week. You've been ignoring me. What the hell? That's true. <laughs> we we talked with you yesterday. No, I know. I'm saying I'm outside his house. He's, yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, I've ignored him. Yeah. When he took the trash out. He at least gave me the nod. The heads up nod. Yeah. What was and it? If, the head down nod. No, was it the I, I up or the? Say, I would have to say it's uh, Brooks, and I don't know why. There's really no justification. No, I think you're right. I think and, I could honestly, see him. Honestly, yeah. He travels a lot more than you two. That's mm -hmm. true. But I think he relies like directionally challenged means that you can't you can't take a phone call because it might mess with your GPS and mm -hmm. you can't afford to miss a turn that the GPS has already told you is coming 10 miles from now. Like that's uh, you don't know the, what the hell's going on. What, what, what are the odds that Barrett has used the line? Hey, can you guys be quiet? I'm trying to drive. A hundred percent. Yes. I, I would be shocked if he hasn't. Like one, two to one. Right? Yes. And, oh, no, if, he, if he had to print out directions, he's in the right place. Exactly right. That's, yeah. that's who he is. He yeah. lives that. That's why he identifies so yes. well with that commercial. He's got yes. those signs in the house. Yeah. All right. You ready? <laughs> Brooks Mazer Aton. Who has an excuse for everything? Aton. Yeah. yeah, but it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> not, hey, you didn't ask if it was good or bad. You just said an excuse. <laughs> you, he didn't pause a half no. a second with that no. one. I'm not supposed to. That's that's the uh, name of the game. It's just, you know, yep. if I think about it too much, I can rationalize each and every single one of you, but it's a lot more fun if I just straight from the gut. Okay. Mm -hmm. This this is another one here, straight from the gut. Brooks Mays or Aton, who is plotting revenge right now? Aton, <laughs> I got to go with you again. Yeah, that's easy. Not Harry? Not to no way. I can see Harry holding. I don't waste my time. Against the no. bagel boss or the Harry, king, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Harry may hold a grudge. He's not going to do anything about it because he just doesn't care that much. Okay. Right. right. All right. Real quick. I know we have to break, but let me sneak <laughs> this one in. Brooks Mays or Aton, who laughs at jokes they don't get? Harry. <laughs> I would disagree on that. No, Brooks, I would say Brooks as well. Yes. But Harry, the only reason why I'm saying Harry, Harry gets all the jokes, but he's just constantly laughing. I feel like, I feel like we needed to say his name and give him a, give him a something. No, I was going to. Okay, well, what about honestly, this? But quite honestly, yeah, the person who laughs at all the jokes is Brooks. Because a lot of times, I don't even know if he's listening. That's the thing. I think <laughs> he's not laughing. Right. The best thing about it is that you two could be joking back and forth with one another, but he's laughing to something on the stream. Yeah, yeah. right. But right. here's the thing. It's not because he doesn't know what's going on. I think he purposely doesn't and has that strategy of, you know, if I just laugh, they'll assume that I'm going with it mm -hmm. and won't won't call on me or something right, right. exactly <laughs> all right we gotta take it quick <laughs> it's the middle on jacob media youtube page in philly and uh sports map radio but one of these days i'll stop saying that uh we will be back in three if you missed any of today's show on the jacob media channel listen to the podcast on your way home available on youtube apple and spotify Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories. 
for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right. That line is uh, one and a half at DraftKings and FanDuel. I but see one it. everywhere else. I was at one and a half. It was just juiced on Foxbet. It's at two right now on Foxbet. On Foxbet? But it's juiced. It's mm. juiced to the Hawks at minus 118. Hmm. Look, Sixers minus two even money. You You either... The Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we got some information on the line. We're going to talk all about this coming up in overtime in two minutes here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Seeing if there was anything else we can get Ron's thoughts on. Mm, some of these I feel like Barrett should be here for. All right. Brooks, Mays, or Aton, who wouldn't caught? Who would not care if they were caught pleasuring themselves? <laughs> you mean uh, like Jeffrey Tubin? Yes, or yeah. George Costanza when his mom came in, or any other. Like what? What was American I, Pie? I, I right. I really like mine better. Why are you going with somebody else? Well, because I'm doing a show a little later, and Tubin's and I'm doing it with a movie buff. So instead of me mining bets from you or Harry, I'm going to mine movie references that features somebody getting caught pleasuring themselves. Treating your body like an amusement park. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, my, first, uh, <laughs> my first reaction was Harry. Because, <laughs> and it goes back to, I, he just doesn't care. Yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best part of, it, of the, that uh, episode was him going into the hospital to visit the mom to watch the sponge bath. <laughs> Great as that. <laughs> It's too hot. Can you go get me a sandwich? And he's like, no, not now, Ma. Not now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Amazing, right? She was tremendous, that, that woman. Yeah, the silhouettes, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. silhouettes. That's no, but I'm saying his mom was tremendous. In that. She was a what great character. I don't know. She doesn't. All right. Well, we're, look, Ron, you have a great weekend. We're all back coming up in 30 here on overtime. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, it's overtime here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. And again, we remind you, give us a like, make sure you subscribe. You can hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show. We're broadcasting live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The Middle, sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to Steer Snacks. Com. Now, you mentioned, Harry, the number. Are you still seeing that same number there? Yeah, one, one and a half. Sixers favored. Okay, so it's not up to two yet. Not where I'm looking, no. Well, it's, again, what Foxbet likes to do is just go a little, like a half difference or maybe a full at times. Oh, no, wait, DraftKings just went to two. Okay. Now, is it 110, 110, or is it juiced? Uh, 108. Oh, not bad. Here's the thing. Do you like, let me just ask you point blank. Who do you think wins the basketball game tonight? Uh, I think uh, the Sixers win tonight and lose game four. I agree. Why aren't you or anybody else, and I'm not saying like, oh, it doesn't count unless you bet. I'm just asking. Because if you like I, and I'm going to take it, I think, at two and get the value here before that plus 100 goes away. And it, look, it, uh, Harry will tell you more so than anybody on this show that it's not about the two, it's about the return, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, and the money line's 129. I have it at 125. To just win by one point. Yes. And you, you're only minus 108 to win by three. Oh, so you have it at three? No, it's two at minus 108, but they got to win the game, so they got to win it. They've got to win by three. Right. So I have it exactly. So my yeah. point of it is, is that we've just inadvertently shopped some lines here. Right. Right. So what we've done is you told me that it's at two now with DraftKings. I have it at two as well. But the difference at DK is you're laying 108. You're right. laying 108. I'm getting even money to lay the two points. Oh, wow. Yes, that's what that's my point here. Is I, I feel compelled to jump in simply because it's even money. Yeah, I would too. That's the difference across mm -hmm. the board. But like you, I think the Sixers win this game. I just I don't know how Joel Embiid plays what he plays. And Trey, look, I get it. You're not going to stop Trey Young every single time he has the basketball. But you can live with 25, 27 from Trey Young mm -hmm. and still win this basketball game. The biggest problem that I have with the Hawks is they are streaky. Like they could go an entire half and miss everything. How do you lose to a team like that? You don't. Yeah, but the other, the thing that I'm concerned about is Ben getting in foul trouble early yeah, on the road. Yeah, yeah, because this game could be called a little bit differently. And okay. you, know, you know, Joel living at the foul line does that continue on the road? I think 
Joel Embiid is going to go to the line no matter where he's playing. I think Joel Embiid has okay. earned that now. I think Ben Simmons, and this is where I will definitely side with you, and the free throw is something I, I do not, and I don't want to be, have the misconception that I have. The free throw shooting is, is definitely an issue and, and mm -hmm. definitely needs to fix, but also getting to the line first. So Simmons, like that's another thing too. Again, this is, I always bring this up. This is having one of the strongest arms in the NFL and not throwing the football downfield. Simmons should be at the line because, and he'll also get those calls. The problem though, is you're right. Simmons will get the calls when he has the ball. I think he won't get the benefit of the doubt on defense. When he's on defense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Nate McMillan's a pretty savvy guy, mm -hmm. probably devising a plan right now to get either Simmons or Thibel, whoever's on him first and early, is going to yeah. be Simmons, and then with Thibel coming in, get him in foul trouble, right? Yep. And who who on the Sixers bench is going to step up? Well, the easy money would say that it's on Shake Milton, but I mean it's it's like just picking a random number on the roulette table. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't even take like a line or like a corner and have four different numbers. You you have to fur. Is this a fur can? Fur can Corkmaz hits a couple threes. Yeah. Remember, every time I hear that, I think of the guy in Johnny Dangerously. You fargan. Yeah. <laughs> That I mean, was pretty is, good. Is this a Fargan Fargan. <laughs> is this a Fargan Furkan Corkmaz game tonight? Oh, is that what you're telling me? I think they're gonna need like three threes from him. Well, well I tell you, can you get a little number? Is that oh, too much I, to ask? Props. Well, if his if his number is like one and a half threes, and mm. I don't even think he'd be most books won't even have him available to bet on for obvious reasons. Oh my God, Garrick Higo, two under today. He's to five under, top seven. He's tied for seventh. I got him top twenty. Me too. I took Higo and Swafford, amongst the other guys that I threw at you on that like or love, that bleep Mary yeah. kill whatever the hell. I it got was. Harris English too, top Ooh, ten. He's in English? second place. Where's Swafford? Give me a little Swafford update. Hudson. Yeah. Honey. Honey. Where's Honey? Honey. Uh oh. No. Oh, Wiko Nienaber. Love that kid. You got to watch him hit the ball. Was there another movie outside of American Pie that we referenced? What was Ron's? Well, you referenced the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. You referenced American Pie. Um, I don't remember another movie being referenced. I thought there was. Stream? I thought there were three choices or three numbers that we gave out. I don't remember. And beads, look at this. And beads three pointers over one and a half tonight is plus one fifteen. Tobias Harry, this seems a little off. Okay, mm -hmm. follow me here. Tobias Harris, what do you think his number is tonight for three pointers made? Made. Yes, made. Uh, three and a half. It's one and a half. Really. Oh, now, that's an over. I, well, yeah, hold on a second. It, it gets better. What if I told you not only is it juiced ridiculously to the under at minus 165, you're getting a plus 130 return. Doesn't that seem off to you? Yeah, that seems way off. Huddy uh, is tied for 17th. Okay. He hasn't teed off yet today. He hasn't teed off yet. No, he's still three under. 
because they had a delay, right, where they had to tee off super early yesterday or this early this morning, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, didn't surprise me though. Huddy's in the house. Look, I just uh, for everybody out there who's wondering, I jumped on that Tobias Harris player prop over one and a half at plus one thirty. Yeah, seems just seems a little off to me. I agree. It's not going to be like easy money where you see, oh, the Hawks shouldn't be. You have to look for these things. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bloomfield says, "Don't sweat it, just bet it." We need a T-shirt. Is that yeah. is that the swinging and dinging? <laughs> yeah, phrase? right. Yeah. <laughs> don't sweat it just bet it i like it oh and 91 lsxer says didn't peewee get walkies walked in on in porkies oh porkies the thing i remember about that movie yeah. is the shower scene right yeah i don't remember i mean look that sounds right to me yeah you gotta do some research peewee herman in porkies no, not Pee Wee Herman. He wasn't in Porky's. Oh, I thought he said Pee Wee. No, it says Pee Wee. I guess that was I, I don't I don't remember the characters' names. Maybe that was one of the characters. Okay. Let me look it up. It makes sense. Uh what about Pee Wee? <laughs> uh let's go to Pee Wee in the Bronx. <laughs> uh would or would that be uh one of Adam Shine's callers? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because it's not a name or something. Pee Wee in Pittsburgh. Or Patriot Pee Wee, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's always some alliteration. Absolutely. You know? The name of the team and the name yep. of the guy as well. All right. So, so what do you do? You have any thoughts on tonight's action? Before yeah. Pee Wee was the lead character, Dan Monahan. Dan Monahan. Yes. Okay. Dan Monahan. That's a good shout right there by 91. Yeah. 91 now, LSXers is on point today. Yes, absolutely. He was on point with uh, the Twitter harassment of Giovanni as well, identifying the suspects. Mm-hmm. Here's the... Okay, so we've got two games tonight. Phoenix has been a pretty good cover all year, especially when you look at it comparatively on the road. They're getting two. Mm-hmm. Could you tease this? Could you, t- could you run like a, a six-point teaser and just take the points with both dogs tonight? Um, I don't think Philadelphia blows Atlanta out. I think no. Phoenix does not get blown out either. I think Denver wins tonight. Harry, you can lay two at home with Denver and get even money mm-hmm. like you could with the Sixers on the road. Any interest there? Yeah, I, I think Denver Denver's going to bounce back tonight. All right, Denver bounces back. Look, we've got four to look at real quick. I'll give you this. Sixers win. Denver wins. Utah mm-hmm. wins. Brooklyn wins. What are your four? Uh, let me look here. Philly, Atlanta. Um, Philly. Phoenix. Uh, Denver. Right. Saturday is U- Saturday, Utah. Saturday. Utah clip show. Um, yeah, they, they got no they got no answer for Donovan Mitchell. I'll, I'll say Utah and Brooklyn. Utah, Brooklyn. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And then uh, being told here by our EP of the channel, Xander Krause, to look forward to some exciting news come Monday as well. We appreciate everybody on the show, of course, everybody rocking out with us. Look at this. 91, 91 LSX is with $5 Friday. Yes, that's a super chat right here. Jeez. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Always appreciated. Never necessary. And we love you all for that, including and especially the super chats. Everybody enjoy your weekend. That's Harry Mays. I'm Aton Chander. Brooks not back on Monday, but he'll check in. We will see you. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle. 
A passion from birth and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube.